Okay, so... Okay. We're good now, right? Everything's I mean, fine? You, between you and I? No. I mean, Peter, are you good? Good, because we still have a fucking problem. Right. No, not good. Because there was a time there for a second that I thought that you're, like... That I was dead? Yes. Yeah, like, your off. stomach was going to burn through your skin. It felt like that. Oh, you're talking about off-air stuff. Gotcha. And, yeah, when... You gotta keep the people informed. I mean, yeah. We're sure, yeah, we, him and I still have problems that we'll never solve. Yeah, when that, uh... Yeah, when that machine gassed you, I didn't really see that coming. Um, we thought that we had put a human soul in it. I'm sorry, I built it incorrectly. I read the directions wrong. It's how idea. Do you, how do you mess up a homunculus? How it could is, I not? It is so straightforward. Uh, Alex has been training to be, as you've been saying, Alex has been training to be an alchemist. Obviously, that's not what I call it. I call it Henry, okay? I don't want you guys to call it the homunculus. It's a hem. hemorrhoid. What it's, are you no, saying? Henry. <laughs> like Henry Ford. You did not no. say Henry. You said, said, said Henry. Henry. No, he it's said Henry. Recorded. Playback. No. No. Start you over. can't. We're no. recording. No. 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 You can pause. We're a minute no, in. Pause. No, We're too far. Pause. Too far. Pause. No. pause it. You're wrong, good sir. You're wrong. Good day, sir. Thank you. It's Henry, and you can call him all you want. But I'm going to take a second here to describe Henry long enough to say if someone wanted to take a bite of their food, they could. But Henry. Uh, I, food is but potatoes are food. That's all he. That's all he can eat. It's just potatoes starch. are God. Manna from heaven. Yes. You drunk. You're drunk. You're drunk. You drunk out potatoes. I'm skin. drunk out of my love for you. I swear to drunk, I'm not God. Now, okay. So last week off air, you almost died. Yes. Because we made a robot. I and I was robot. there for that. Yeah, it was Peter painful. Was, uh, Peter was there. We, uh, it was Chris painful was to listen to, dude. I was like, it almost killed him. Yes. Zach, I used Zach's old design for building a robot, and then I also used parts I got from IKEA. But they never hurt jeans. Those didn't, because he didn't. I made it. This time, this thing was like, I mean, I made it. When things I make go wrong, it's pretty bad. Come like, on. you had not seen this robot before. It just walked into your room and just gassed you. Yeah, it just sucked my stomach. Next thing you know, it that's just. Where this, that's where your soul is. It by tried the way. to. It, it, I'm, I'm sorry? It's stored in your stomach. That's what they say a man's heart is, so. <laughs> what happens if when your eyes are too uh, bigger than that? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here's my homunculus taking your soul, and it's gonna give you lots of guts. Chris is not excited about this machine. He's taking over the whole show, if you know what I... I'm on this homunculus, and I'm gonna say that I'm gonna suck your soul in the homunculus world. Here, Chris, open up, open up your eyes, too. I'm gonna stick your head out just like that guy who's a squirt. Boom! Three things. Ladies one. and gentlemen, I have... <laughs> one thing. Okay, sorry. three things. One. Um, did... Did... Um, when did Poppy make an appearance there? Like, when was that I'm not... No, that's somebody else. I'm just a high-pitched dude. Are you calling me racist? No. I will beat your ass. Look, I'm sure of it, but I just... Get the fuck out. Okay. Get okay, out. I'm sorry. 
Get the fuck what out. What did he do wrong? Jesus. You were wrong. Get out. That made I you angry. He's thinking about him. Chris, no. Get out. He's got a gun. He fake cocked a gun. I didn't hear the cock. Fake cock? I know a cock when I hear it. Oh, oh shit. Okay, wait. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here. He's quick. Wow, homophobic. Second. Was it named Henry? Yeah, the name was Henry. You clicked. You called it Emma in, in no. uh, what is it called? Homunculus? Thank you. It called itself Homunculus. And I said I named it in the song, but I never got around to calling it Henry in the song. The Homunculus took over. So you forgot the name of your own creation? No, no, no. So you're an asshole. I never got around to it. Uh, for other things. Get out! At no, least you named it. it. Get the fuck out. No! no. You're, you're, over, you're overstating your power. Get the fuck out! Hey, put the cat tree down and calm down. Sit down. For a second. You know what? At least he named it and didn't give it a number. Right, Who the fuck gives a number to Chris, a being? Calm down. Why don't you tell why don't you tell the audience what's gonna happen today? We're not we're not talking about a movie, we're just talking. We're gonna build a bomb. We're gonna build a bomb? Yeah. We're gonna build we're gonna oh, we're gonna Oppenheimer style build a bomb? No. Oh. Oppenheimer invented a bomb. We are just going to build it. He, he was in, he was responsible for, and directed the building of it. I'm going to get arthritis in my hands if I keep my hands sure, like this. Sure, I believe so. That's what she said. I gotta I'm get a screaming. fat ass in there somewhere. What? Somewhere. Squeeze it. Because he's got a great ass! There you go, guys. All right, I snapped out of it. Uh, what happened there, guys? What happened? Oh, we were talking about how he was sick one day and we just went down a, a whole other tangent. Sang a song. We went down a hole? Other tangerine. Tangerine? Side note? Sure. You, are, you, are you okay? You sound dyslexic. Are you hearing the words that are coming? You hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? You're the one who keeps hearing things. Oh, thank just you, Peter. Talk, tell them straight, man. Wait, wait, wait. Let me. Let no, me, tell let me, me gay. Chris, let me just rip the zipper open from your chest. Zip. Why does that feel good? Now, Chris, can you hear better? Chris? It's a podcast. Chris? Oh, shit, I took his voice. Perfect! Welcome to the Alex Robles Booty Hole Show. And I thought real hard on that title. It's called the Alex Robles Booty Hole Show. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> it's called the Alex Robles Booty Hole Show in about three laughs after You've that. said it Perfectly three yeah, times. Yeah, all we're going to talk about is how do you make a ship in a bottle. Every episode is how do you craft a ship inside a glass bottle. Does Alex Robus Butthole Show. Does a metal one work or does it have to be glass? If you can craft it in it. Okay. Okay, that sounds like pieces inside no, a I'm bottle. committing. So like, it sounds like pieces inside a chair. I need you to build a ship in a bottle. I asked if it could be metal, and you said, yeah. The pieces, not the thing. They are metal. I, stipul I stipulated very early on clearly that it had to be a glass jar that you built the ship in. Well, I guess I can't really see through it. Yes, exactly. Maybe if, I just, my point even more. maybe if I just roll it around my whole life, it'll build itself eventually. So no, that's not going to... You got a showbiz cat in there, sure, but it's not... It's not not built, but it ain't built either. Maybe it is. It's not. Theoretically, it is pretty clearly not built. Maybe it is. Okay, why don't you get the plug out? You want me to check? No. You want me to look at it? If you look at it, it's going to melt all of the...
God! Finally! Well, those guys are dead. And booty hole! I'm sorry, it's your show again. It's the booty hole show. Peter, get the zombie out. Just go, just go through the door. It's not my door. It's a brain. Go get it. My hands. He'll figure it out. I don't need my brain. He'll use his mouth. Um, yeah, your brain's in your vape. Um, I don't have my vape today. Your brain's in your weed. I think this room is like a nexus for just... No, the weed replaces the space inside my brain. Multi-dimensional nexus. So many people come through this room. Anyway, uh, I'm just gonna look outside. And... Welcome everybody. That was crazy. Welcome everybody to the Mice Movie Podcast. That... Plus Halloween. That was an anticlimactic finish to that bit. Do that again. Uh, I, I cut you off. I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna talk about nine, but that's another different other thing. It's an no, can we do that spooky yeah. thing? Well, we can really say cool. we're connected to nine as yeah. these episodes, but we're sure. just not gonna talk about nine. Yeah. No. What about um, nine? What's nine? Don't know. This is what? Can't talk. This is the Master Movie Podcast for the week of November fifth, two thousand twenty-three. Uh, I guess I'm dating these now. Because wow. new format, okay. he gets around. Um, Fuck out of town. Okay, but uh, new format in that um, us goofing around talking about what we watched is going to be now separate. It's going to be a separate thing from the movie we talk about with the wheels. Hell yeah. Now, the wheels may not like that and punish us eternally, but it'll make for great content. Again, we put what's on there. All they can do is just do what we tell them. Sabotage? So sabotage? They choose when we do it, but we tell them what to do. I hate it when you do these gymnastics. Like, I need to because that's what pisses them off even more. Oh, God. We're not going to... I'm sorry. Did they not give us the Peter, the perfect Peter... Per- you got it. The perfect you got it. Peter pink sweater choice after the Bionicles. No, here's it, my it thing. Said, is that- no, Peter, can I ask you this? Would you rather that stomach bug kill you or the wheels? Yeah, you had COVID in there, too. Yeah. Um, well, the wheels are painless. Are they, though? Are they, though? Compared to what I had, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys heard me. I don't know. I do. God, what was the... Okay, I gotta remember what was the last movie that, like, you absolutely just lost your shit at. It was gone. It's gone. That was that was post <sighs> sick Peter. I had a fever at cooking. I don't think we've had a movie where Peter in a long time at least where Peter's been like, I have no care about what this is. <laughs> and if he doesn't, he won't. We haven't it. well we haven't done Star Wars with him in the room yet. Well, so the last one was mm, no. Core was a pretty bad one. <laughs> oh well, right. Like, yes, you really That one I was like, I can't. This freaking youth pastor hair. There's a difference between like passionately hate like uh, evolution or airbender, but and ones that are just like I I there's nothing that I can say is just what like right. We had more, and we had I try more. on this show. I try. So when I, when I can't <laughs> think yeah. of something any of substance to say that I like. I would say the right. butter the buttercast episodes we've had movies uh, or at least the amount of movies we've done has just made the process rollerball. No, that was good. It was like president shit. 
I remember there was a president's And those swap. are good movies. Night but, Vision. But watching eight in... In a row is pretty hard. Like, once you get to Nixon, it's pretty hard. But, like, I love Dave, and I love JFK. I love American President. Anyway. I love, a lot of those I love. Yeah, that's on the Buttercast. So on yeah. this, the Blades were pretty bad. We know, we... Yeah, you know that, what? That really That sucked. third Blade was really hard to watch. I watched them... I watched all three. I think row. the first two are great. And just ending on that was just... It's a fart in the wind. Like, um, wasted so much time. So... The in the wind. The in the wind. So, um... News this week. No splash. Um, sag after is still on strike, but there may be an end in sight. If they can figure... Their plan is to figure it out by Thanksgiving. If they don't, then a bunch of movies are going to get pushed back. And if not outright, just and they're flat. It probably won't get fixed in uh, until after the holidays. Yeah. Damn. Which would be like January. Damn. Like they've been expecting this for a while, but it's like poor, poor things is a great front runner. Poor yeah. things is a great front runner for best actress, best picture, best director, all that stuff. If it doesn't go that and they push it back, that's that pretty much brings it down to Killers and Oppenheimer. The um, the blood of songbirds and snakes got a SAG after waiver, so actors can promote that waiver. Damn near killed her, but you brought her. Damn right. Okay. Mm. And what's that called again? Uh, the blood of songbirds and snakes. It's the new Hunger Games prequel. Black and Snakes. That's the name of it. Yes, the blood of songbirds and snakes. That's stupid. It's what the book was called. All right. That's stupid. Well, I you know. you read that. You don't say yeah, it out first loud. First of all, the cast is nuts. Yes. And it looks like loaded. it might be a good movie. It and looks. It, I think it looks pretty good. It's a movie. Visually, it looks it's good. A movie. I'm not. I'm not touching it because it's on the wheel. Hunger Games is on the wheel. That's you, right? Does that mean? That was you, dude. That was me. My God. Uh, what have I done? Don't put that on me. No, I thought I just don't put your blame on we me. We both know those last two movies are not what they're supposed to be, but this. It would be it would it would have been prime timing because Mr. Sunday movies is going through those movies right now. It it seems like I never made there, there's going to be more well, after part one this. Brutal. My guess is they're planning on making more after this new movie. So maybe it'll be a whole other trilogy that we can add. Um <clears throat> so Don't put your penis on me. What? What? On? Huh? Anyway. So there's that. So maybe Hopefully, if the writer's uh, three-month agreement um, is still intact, Hollywood might get back to work. Um, <clears throat> everything okay? Yes, the door. Okay. It's creaking. Sorry, we're recording. Random ghost. It must be five. Um, so... Other than that, I don't think there's any major news. Uh, Matthew no. Perry died. Matthew Perry died. Rest in peace, Chandler. I watched the whole Nine Yards again. I think that's probably the best mm. movie he's been in. It's about a guy who <clears throat> lives in Canada with his... He's a dentist. He has a shitty wife and a shitty mother-in-law who are planning to kill him for his life insurance. And Bruce Willis, Sounds like a, a famous Chicago hitman, moves next door to him. And they become the best of friends. 
<laughs> and it is it has Amanda Peet, it has Kevin Pollock, it has not being rain Michael Clark Duncan. Uh it has Natasha Hinstrich. <laughs> Great cast. Great cast. Okay. No, 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 leave it open. Um, I, I thought that was already there. I was so confused. Uh, and Natasha, <laughs> it's a great cast. Um, it's very funny. I think he elevates what could be just a C movie, and he his responses and his comedy I think elevated a lot. Mm-hmm. He was also in Three to Tango, which I appreciate a lot. Um, it's a Oliver Platt, Nev Campbell, and him. And Dylan McDermott, and it's about a guy who falls for a girl, but because of a job, he has to pretend that he's gay. Um, and it's, he's, it has charm to it, but it's out there, it's dated for sure. Um, and then Fools Rush In with Selma Hayek, where they, it's basically knocked up, but years earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, more about a white guy and a Mexican woman getting together. But I think they're really great. I think he was really great as a romantic uh, comedy person. He was a big influence on me growing up, and I've been watching a lot of Friends clips with him, and I'm just reminded again how, like, there are things about that show that I really like, but I, I understand that a lot of it is dated in terms of, like, economic status and how white that show is. But he's very funny in it, and um, I'm sad he's gone. He was very fun. Um, what was his reason of death? You know? uh, he's a massive addict. He's been an addict for years, and even though he stopped, he just does. He had it took a toll on his body. It looked oh, fucking man. awful, and he had a heart attack while in, in a jacuzzi, and he drowned. And he drowned. That's horrible. At least that's the story that's out there. The official like coroner's report has not been released the, yet. The, 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 the official the, cause of death has not been released. Official, the official guess is drowning. The saddest thing is that he died alone. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But I think it's always sadder. I told I talked about Chris. Talked about this to Chris. I think it's always sadder when a comedian dies, as opposed to like if if uh, Scorsese or De Niro died, everyone would be like, God, that's really sad and stuff and everything. But they talked about that. They did work that response to the end of their life. Matthew Perry was just a funny dude who tried to make us all laugh. So mm-hmm. uh, it's always sadder when that doesn't work out for somebody, particularly when you're fifty-seven. So. Really young age to die. Um, uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes trailer dropped. That was the second thing. I think that. Well, it looks cool. I've only seen the, I've only seen it once. Are we gonna pull it up? Please. So have you seen the sh- the original show? Not. I'm sorry. You have you ever seen any of the OG movies before Reeves's? Mm. Have you ever seen the Mark Wahlberg movie? <laughs> I've seen enough of it. The but have you seen any of the Reeves ones? I've seen all three Reeves ones. Okay. Though three though sorry, Reeves didn't do the first one. That was He's responsible for that. Yes. He's responsible for producing or even writing that, but even I, see. Direct, I think he directed it, yeah. No, he didn't direct the first one. He may have been making Kingsman. No, it was some Ruben guy. Flasher? But maybe. That's a famous director, yeah. I'll look. I'll look it up. Okay, thank you. But um, I, yeah, I, but yes, I, I have seen those. One of my favorite things. It was a long time ago. Recording on our phone is your inability to search these things. I forgot to bring my that would absolutely yeah. bother you if I didn't. Yeah. But it bothers me too. Rise I won't be able to sleep tonight until I know what the answer is. Um, 
I didn't think they'd come back uh, this soon, honestly. Or I guess it's been long enough. They uh, will, can, they like, they will milk been... it as long as they can. Rupert Wyatt. Rupert Wyatt. Thank you. Rupert Wyatt. Um, I mean, they have centuries if they wanted to, to work with. Yeah. Because this is just the beginning. It took them centuries to get to where they were right. by the first movie. Again, they, there is a lot of other... There's like four or five other movies that they can... That they're calling from to make these. Um, yeah, so... It's looking... I think it looks pretty good. As a sequel to those... To that trilogy, Reeves's, I think it looks fantastic. I don't think they've wavered on any of the CGI. Oh, yeah. The door's whispering to him now. He just gave me this look as if they were talking about me and made a decision about it. Oh, me. no, I was trying to shut the door. So yeah, you're, you're, they're kicking you out, Alex. Uh, you out of the band. Okay, well, I'm going to get some fries and come back then, right? <laughs> no. Sure. They're called chips. Yeah, okay, well, no, I'm getting fries. Chips. I'm getting fries. I've been an American shooting a movie. I'm getting fries. The hell's wrong with you? Get the hell out. Alright, but I'm going to come back with fries though. Right? No, you're not. Sure. I'm going to get fries and yeah, some patties and some brewskis. Some cocaine. More cocaine. More cocaine. <laughs> More yeah. cocaine. Yeah. He retired. More cocaine. He did retire. He was going to retire. Yeah, he was going to retire. Yeah, that tenant performance is his last. Mm. Uh, tenant? Really? Yeah, I can't think of anything else he's been in. Was he not an Oppenheimer? No. Branagh takes over that role. Uh, I think Branagh is going to be the new uh, Michael Caine of the nice Christopher movie. Nolan movies, uh, which is an appropriate fit, I think. Yes, I like the fact that the humans are Amazons barbaric. Now? The are well, the Amazons are all women, but I do like the fact that the humans are all barbaric. I'm. It took them less than ten years to get to this state. Fuck me! Right? But these are the same. These are the same animals. As yes, the but first also movie. most of humanity was ripped away, and the it's children that are growing up are growing up without any real. One generation, you can lose it all. That's all it takes. So that's particularly when you have the oppression of the apes actually speeding up the process. Mm. That's just crazy, man. All right, I'm hyped for this. This looks, this looks pretty good. Yeah, dude. I'm in. I'm in for sure. And when is this coming out? Next year. Soon. There a lot of trailers for next year have been coming out recently this week. It's weird. Um, it's as if people are like, hey, speed up the strike because this is what you're getting. So... Are you not entertained? The, uh... I've been watching it with sound. Are they actually speaking English? Yeah. They speak English. Whoa. So, um, one more thing. The Marvels comes out this week, and I'm sure it'll do just as well as the other Marvel movies. I don't think it will, because Marvel movies aren't, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that it won't be a good movie. I was being and I know, I agree with you, right. but the thing is, for anyone to hope that they would, to make, anyone who assumes that this <laughs> is going to make as much as the billion dollar Captain Marvel movie, No. Captain Marvel had the end game pull right. in the first place. It came out a year after Wonder Woman. It was right in the heart of that. Female superheroes are leading the way. 
Brie Larson has also not really had an opportunity to play this character since then that much. Right. And she hasn't utilized it that much that that well through... Uh, she's made a bunch of other things, but she's just never had this character underneath her belt that much. Mm. Uh, I liked the Marvel's TV show, and I think Ra- Monica Rambeau. Rambeau is okay in WandaVision. Um, but I love this director. I love Nia DaCosta. I liked Candyman. I think she's good. So I'm very excited to see what she does with this. Um, and I, I haven't watched The Secret Invasion. I have not watched Loki. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that both of those tie to it. And I'm going to watch them before I watch Marvel's. And I'm going to try and see it if I hear it's good. Um, is that on streaming as well as theaters? Or is it just Marvel, theaters? No, no. No, they want to make theater money. Okay. They, want, they want theater money. But it will not make the money as the last Marvel's. It won't make... It, the last Marvel movie did not make that much money. Does anyone remember what that was? Guardians? It was Guardians. And then it was Ant-Man before that, wasn't it? Ant-Man, yes. Yes. But Ant-Man did not make enough, did not make the money back that it needed. Guardians did well, but also did not make money, but was critically heralded. Yeah. So, like... And the, and there's rumors that the, the Secret Wars is going to be led by Jack Ben and Maguire. Just coming back to it. Just coming I mean, back. I to guess it. Toby's game. Toby's got more than enough money in his life. If he wants to do it, he'll do it. Yeah. No one watched Babylon, so it sucks because again, Babylon's really good, and that was the last thing he did. He's terrifying in that movie. That one's great. Uh, so yeah, I would say. Eh, I'm excited for it, but I I'm not. I don't think Marvel's dying. Their response to this could kill them. Yeah. That's not, that's oh, not even mentioning the whole Kang stuff. Right. People are talking yeah. about the end of Loki is going to make it really hard for them with that character. So. And the second season is out now, right? For Loki? It is is currently out now, but it is not finished yet. Okay. Still going. I think there's like three to four episodes out right now. Wow. And, and Kang's in there. Yes. Yeah, he's in there. Well, you know, you could just recast. It's a multiverse. You can just... A lot of people are like, just wipe the slate clean. Just kill it all? Just... Kill Reboot. I don't think they should do that. No. I don't like, think they start can. completely over? Yeah, people like, wipe the slate clean. And I'm like, nope. Why? Don't do that. They that worked so done. hard to get to where we were with the exactly. timeline and just all Just because of... you guys are impatient? No, thank you. No, it's like... Maybe it's it's like, shows I agree though. And everybody's just like, just recast. Just recast Kang. Yeah. And they're like, well, shit. Um, but then they might shift, but then I saw a story that they might shift focus to Doctor Doom. Should be smarter. So, take that for what you so will. Their, their response could either be just changing the actor or changing the character completely. Right. When we've had Ant-Man, he's in a movie now, mm-hmm. and he's pretty terrible and horrible and scary in that, and then he's in Loki before and after that, and then they're just, like, how, how do you wrap that up I in a bow? Well, I, I, could, I think that if you ended it on Quantum Mania, you would have been fine. Um, I think it would have been fine there, except for the fact that he still has power on Loki. So if Loki has some determinate ending for him, that doesn't mean that he's going out and performing the Kang Wars. 
um, that he's planning on doing. Um, the King Dynasty. King I mean, Dynasty, yeah. Because there's more than one of him, so like, how do you, how do you neatly well, tie whole, all that up? And... The whole point of the King Dynasty is that they take over the all the kings that all the kings that imprisoned the king from Quantum Mania. Mm-hmm. Now that he's technically free in a way, freak out and start basically taking control of every universe and reality in general. That's the theory of Quantum Mania. That's the reason why people think that Ant Man is not in his own world. That the reason he feels the way he is is he's been trapped inside a world created by a those king, mm-hmm. the King Dynasty, in order to make him feel like he's happy. And he won't question his world, and he won't go out of his way to figure out what's wrong with the multiverse. And then that's, and then the, the theory is that the king at the end of Quantum Mania, either picks them off while the Avengers form a group to try and stop them once they figure out what's wrong. And then that king still lives and forms secret wars, or he would have been completely finished in that movie, and Doom would have taken over secret wars because Doom is the villain in the comics, secret wars. Right. But my guess is that Kang, Kang was going to be the ultimate villain that Doom was going to be the person after because Fantastic Four were coming and everything. But Kang is a Fantastic Four villain. He is the heir, or he is the descendant of Richards. He was going to connect to it anyway. So, yeah. I don't know. They could end it. It depends. Loki kind of fucked it up. The fact that there is more to him in Loki. Yeah, afterwards. After Quantum Mania, it sucks. Quantum Mania could be like there's just different kings that look like different kings now. Now that, now that people know what King looks like, it'd be smart to use kings that don't look like him. And you could change it that way if you want. But all of this is moot. This is the king problem. The other problem is most people just aren't watching. <laughs> Most people just aren't watching the MCU anymore. They just don't care. And I think the quality of the stuff became bad certainly because of the pandemic. Right. Like, people were getting yeah. overworked. They were just wasn't working the way they wanted to. That's three or four years of content that just does not look... Countless good. content. I can't even... I couldn't even count. Uh, Quantum Mania and Secret Invasion, for example, are two things where I'm like, these just look bad. <laughs> they just don't look good. Uh, love Thor, Love and Thunder. I don't know what happened there, but that was just a huge, huge. Too, this is too much, too much going on with that thing. Uh, I like it, and I could watch it more and be fine with it. But like, it's obvious that like, it's just so much missing and taken out of that thing. I, I yeah, we barely got Christian Bale in that movie. <laughs> most people are not into what's going on, and they need to fix. That just as much as they need to fix Kang the villain, but mm-hmm. like most people just start. There's too many stories going on. Yeah. Who's the main focus? Who's the person who's carrying the heart of all this? Though those the first, the first couple, what are they called? <clears throat> Waves, whatever they're called. Phases. 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 There you go. They had one goal, and it was Thanos and those Infinity Stones, and it was constantly driving towards that super laser focused but now it's more just abstract multiverse stuff right. maybe they are planning something because we're still in the early stages for that it just seems it just seems like they've branched out instead well, of went down another rabbit hole they've actually gone and right branched. Well, the thing that's really interesting about the first few phases leading up to thanos is yes they announced who he was and what he wanted but what made it compelling is that they formed the group mm-hmm. then they destroyed it and then Thanos came, and they weren't a group anymore. 
they were straggling strands of heroes. Sure, there was more of them, but that main core of six weren't friends anymore. Mm -hmm. That is dramatically interesting. <clears throat> and you could make the arguments that, like, there's a lot of time that's, like, kind of scooted over, a lot of information that's just sort of, like, passed by in those last few movies just to get to the ending that they wanted, like Smart Hulk, for example. But ultimately, that was the dramatic tension. We formed a group. They were really great. They had fun. They fucked it up. The government got involved. They're not friends anymore. And now the biggest villain of their lives is here. Mm -hmm. I don't feel a narrative focus when it comes to these new movies outside, Overarching narrative outside focus, of that yeah. Kang is here and that young children are getting involved with the Avengers. Every Avenger movie of some sort has some that's, child. That's true. And that's it. I understand that we're going to have a secret war. I understand it has multiverses. I understand that other movie people are going to come in. But what is it all forming to? Right. It doesn't feel like there's a propulsive narrative when you have people like Captain Marvel has been around forever. Exactly. And, and like... You can take a personal story like Doctor Strange 2 and make it about him, but, like, what is he doing in the version of all this? How is it connected? Like, there's secret wars going on. There's, like, big mm -hmm. things. Just too much. Too fucking much. We haven't even talked about the Eternals yet. Like, they're huge players. They haven't even touched upon that. Huge players in they, what has to be Oh, like. my God. And we haven't gotten around to there's it. There's a giant Echo. Like a, a Echo giant the next Marvel. show is that trailer Echo. released. Like, and people are like, this show looks good, but at the same time, it's about an assassin in Hell's Kitchen. I'm still down with it. I'm still I'm down bad too, with it. But it's like, it's too fucking much. Like, I love the ground stuff. You can make that as abstract as you want. You can have a Daredevil show, you can have Jessica Jones, you can have all right. that stuff. And you can have it lead up to Secret Wars, sure. That's like the what the scope and scale of all the ground level stuff is too, but like the outside space galactic magic stuff that also feels very sort of slapdash and all over the place. I want more focus in the crazy stuff to what is being headed towards. And I don't mind the sprawl of what's going down here when like the main players will come up to the cream. But it gets to that point, but we're not... There's so many shows, so many fucking shows that it's just not worth it anymore. I think the movies would have been more... I think people's, people would have liked the movies more if they didn't have the shows to dilute everything. Yeah. It's not not like new arguments, but... No, no, it's fair. Those are the two problems to fix. Like, people don't care anymore, and Kang is a problem. Mm -hmm. That actor is a problem. I just... I remember being so happy and just stoked to... After Eternals, although there was too many cooks in that movie, I really liked the vibe, and I liked... The, the scale of that shit. Gods. The action and the look of it is, is unbearable. We finally got, like, the gods of the universe, and then they just... Yeah. Throw that out. They have too many other things to get to. Like, Secret Invasion should have been a movie. Like, there's so... Like, uh, yeah, just too much going on. I'm interested Hawkeye in... Hawkeye should have been a Christmas special. It should have been a Christmas special. You shouldn't have put fucking... There's... Florence Pugh in there. You should have just made it about... Ah. I mean, I like these things. I will watch them because it's nostalgic and I like this universe. I don't mind it, but at the same time, there's just too much. Too much going on for us to care about what... Too much going on involving main characters connected to the main story. And if you're going to connect it in some way, like... You make everything abstract or personal and then you give, like, one little thing at the very end. Where like, I need to get called here? I'm going to go do this? 
We still have the Thunderbolts. So so much shit. Daredevil. It's starting that to feel back. It's starting. If not outright, just cancel. No, it's, oh, it's coming. Don't no say that shit, man. There's no way I'm don't not. Don't do that to me. Daredevil is happening. There's no way it's not. Not again. It, in fact, they did. They did change a showrunner though. It's the it's the Punisher showrunner now. Seems like a win. I mean, but again, that, the same, that, that same guy. probably had like writers strike things in the mix there. But yeah, no, it's coming fair. no matter. There's no way Daredevil isn't happening. But yeah, Marvel, I think people don't trust Marvel. Mar- Marvel was such a very specific thing. They they needed your attention to do what they were doing. And if mm-hmm. you lost it, you were never going to get them back. Spe- specifically when you just flooded us in Phase 4. It was too much. Yeah, They would have been able to pull it off maybe with the abstraction in the movies, but not, not in the movies and TV show. But I gotta watch Secret Invasion and Loki just to get to Marvels, but I am excited to watch Marvels. Mm. But I, I, I would. There are other movies out right now that I would rather see than the Marvels, which is really gonna hurt because I feel like more people are into like adult movies right now. Yeah, personally, I'm, I'm pretty stoked for Marvels. I'll, I'll have to play some catch up, but and mustard, which. Is... Yeah, but if I had a choice between this and like the new David Fincher. Michael Fassbender assassin movie called The Killer. I'm going to see The Killer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Besides that, I don't think there's anything else unless I missed something. I don't think so. Besides that, I'm stoked for Echo. <laughs> kind of. I did not watch that trailer, but I do like that actress. Um, then I guess we can go into uh, what we've watched. <clears throat> Surely. Okay. I guess I gotta start. Okay, so I actually did remember one of the two that we had seen together. So, for those of you who don't know, I turned 27 <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Oh, thanks, Barney. Yeah, um, I know, it's Frosty Snowman. When he wakes up, he goes, Happy birthday! Aww. Oh, sorry, I'm not in that time of year yet. Yeah, that's too early, bitch. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still, it's still before Thanksgiving. It's November. It's Don't Noir. look at me like that. It's Noir Vember. Barney? Oh, that sounds like Barney. You're gonna look at me and say Barney? What? You are pretty tall. And you are turning purple. You're more like Big Bird. He's more like Big Bird. Yeah, I'm a Big Bird. Or maybe like that one bird. I'm a Big Bird! Why like can't that. Barney be tall and skinny? Why do you fat shame him like that? He's just never been skinny, dude. He is a fat T-Rex. He's a T-Rex. Eat your fucking food. <laughs> Eat your fucking fool. You're holding your fucking like that. I can't laugh too much. I hurt. <sighs> anyway. Um, so. This is the podcast now. I put you in a prison. Anyway, um, I'm not a big boxer. So, right, <laughs> okay. Is, my mouth is too dry to be. So, it was around Halloween, so. 27, happy birthday! Thank you. It was a couple days before Halloween, yeah. I feel old. Why? <laughs> Especially after I fell off my one wheel again oh. in a Walgreens parking lot. Oh, there was a speed bump. What do you think? Um, no. Because there was a speed bump I didn't see coming. 
Uh, even though I've been in that parking lot several times now. Why don't you wear a helmet? I, I took my chin. I fell on my ass. It doesn't matter. One day you will fall on your head. Dude, I you already have. Like, uh, yeah, we're talking about it in a major bad way, is like, what we're talking about. Like either death or wheelchair bound. Like. <laughs> Just because the accidents you've happened don't involve the necessary need for that helmet doesn't mean that it's not. It's, for, it's prevention. Either way, I'm not going to be friends with you. Yeah. Like once you get crippled, I'm done. I'm not, I'm done. not feeding you meals and change your diaper despite my fucking job. <laughs> Like, I'm not gonna I'd be your youngest client, though. If you hired me, but I'm not going to do it because I, I told you this. That's I weird. That, you yeah, this, you got to draw the line somewhere. I told you, man. I have to live with my parents forever. Wear your helmet, dude. <laughs> no, give me, give me an answer. Why don't you wear it? No, you need to actually give me an it's answer. It's not a beanie. Cool. Okay, outside. so it's about image. No, it's about practicality. You can wear earmuffs. No, the practicality of it is the safetyness of the helmet. That's the I want my head warm, damn it. You can still wear a beanie and have You can a put helmet your, on. your cozies on. That's what I do. I'm sorry, do you think that the helmet would not keep your head warm? No. It does. Those okay. are speed holes. Exactly. But that doesn't mean you can't wear something over your head. You sound like you have the longest hair in the world. No, I don't. No, you have incredible If I can do hair. it, you can do it. We are vastly different people, though. No, you are willingly not doing it, and you are not explaining why. That's the thing. <laughs> it just runs in the family. I don't know. I'm sorry. More people <laughs> in your family don't wear helmets, and that's your excuse to genetic stupidity? Yeah. Genetic stupidity is your answer. Give me names. Who doesn't? Because you're fucking genetically stupid. Uh, I think my uh, my two brothers, Robert and Adam, they rode the skateboards down in Florida without helmets a lot. Your they parents? did a lot of jackass stuff. My mom, no. My mom didn't do that stuff, period. Okay. She has to ride a bike or anything? No, she used to, but now she has like fibromyalgia and arthritis and bulging discs in her back. She can't do anything. So she had a broken it. tailbone. The from, from what? Uh, she fell on her ass uh, during a softball practice. Was she wearing a helmet? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that shows you right there just how fragile the body is, man. Wear a helmet when you one wheel. Jesus. Okay, fine. Yeah, I, I and that was probably my last ride of the year anyway. I have no fucking problem shaming you with Yeah, you. I will There's shame. I was looking I forward to this, actually. This is shame. You fucking flogging goddamn Da Vinci Code. He deserves it. Fucker. He deserves it. I'm wearing a fucking helmet. Get a dominatrix. Jesus Christ. I got in such a terrible Get bike a accident mommy when I was a wee lad. And I had like a softball-sized chunk of my helmet taken out. Oh, that could have been me. I wouldn't even be here right now. Right I'd be dead. Yes. You would be dead. I would actually be dead. <laughs> I was dead last week. You need to wear a helmet. Okay. Anyway. That was probably my last ride of the year, so I'll wear a helmet for... If you do, I do. I don't care ice. if it's the last one of the year. That doesn't mean when the new year starts, you get to not wear a helmet again. These one wheels are getting faster, too, so... You are getting older. They released a new one that's now 25 are, miles now. You are getting older, man. I am. You're getting fragile. You, you, at, at age 25 is when your body starts to deteriorate. Thanks. Fuck. Hat, man. Welcome yeah, to ready. my life. Get ready. I'm fucking, you guys talk about it all. I'm so old. I don't say that. I know, he does. And I'm 10 I, years older than you. Shut up. Get on Embrace my, my Jesus. Jesus. Get on a now. No, I'm smart. I'm fucking 37. I know I'm not. Every time I go on my phone and I see people do shit, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. 
Why do you think I don't have, like, I'm not my brother. No, I'm not throwing my body into that and shit. that guy's already had moped accidents and scooter shit. He has a metal hip. It's two. He has two metal hips. But that was something else. Your luck is going to run out, man. <laughs> it's not luck. And it's going to be me on your bed. It's not luck. I fell. With a bat. <laughs> the luck is in that you didn't fall on your head. <laughs> what if you died on that concrete? No one would have... No one would have cared. No. Well, then the Walgreens security <laughs> person would have been laughing. It's their just ass a off. one wet kind of kind of cracking sound of meat hitting the ground. It's just like you see like this wetness, and then just just this pool of blood. That's all it takes. And then you're gone. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, at least at least uh, somebody out there will be happy about something. Um, anyway, so... That we were right, yeah, we'll be yes. happy. We'll yeah, be right. right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. No, you have no substantial reason. The fact die. that you're going to die out of spite for not wearing a helmet <laughs> is so fucking stupid. That's what I'm going to put on your it's tombstone. So fucking he didn't wear a helmet. <laughs> exactly. I want you to say that. And willingly did so. At fucking funeral? Yeah. yeah. And then laugh. Like, just laugh. And then piss everybody out and get kicked out. I have every right to. I yes, I know. That's what makes it funny to me. You have every right to, and nobody knows what you're going to talk about. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Dude, if you die from a one-wheel accident for not wearing a helmet, they'll know what I'm talking about. And then you make fun of me for it. What's your reason in the summer? I'm not over this. What's your reason in the summer? <laughs> your head gets too warm? Yeah. Is it too fucking... Too hot, too cold? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the reason, Vader. Yeah. Is it really? No. What is the reason? Again, I'm an ass. I'm, a, I'm an ass hat. That's why. I have to wear an ass on my hat. Because. Just make it a helmet. <laughs> Seriously, though, why don't you wear a helmet? I don't know. It's just not... I don't know. Do you even own one? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one thing to, like, choose not to and not own one, but you own... You have it. Does it fit you? Is it new? Is it a new one? <laughs> Is it brand spanking new? <laughs> I got it. I got it after I smacked my head on the asphalt the first time. Have you worn it since? Uh, no. God, you fucking got it so to prevent. So here's the thing. We can tell you as much as possible that you should do this. It will never work. The only thing that would convince you is if you cracked your head on the ground. You did it. You bought it. And you still didn't commit. I have commitment issues. I don't have to tell you. It's your head. I know. I have this crippling hatred of myself, guys. Well, tell it. <laughs> how does that associate with the helmet? <laughs> well, I'm in hell. You got fucking. Sort of the vets. Too bad you have fucking friends now who love you so much that we can't let you do stupid shit like this. <laughs> and if that's what makes you horny, that's fine. But like, <laughs> fuck you. You need to fucking do it. You need to wear a helmet, man. Oh. Come on. Do you know how easy it would have been for someone to just back up and crack you with their fucking car? Do you wear seatbelts? Fucking <laughs> what? So you're a hypocrite. Yes, I wear seatbelts in my car. Why? <laughs> okay, a one wheel is not as powerful as a freaking freaking five. Do you know relative <laughs> speed? Do you know what that means? Do you know what inertia is? Do you know head on concrete shit? I took a physics class in college. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I've seen how fast a one-wheel goes. I know what you're talking about, and you would absolutely crack your head open. You you hit your head on the concrete. People crack their head open. How fast were you going when you hit your head on the concrete? 
Um, probably 15 miles an hour. How, fast, how much dude. faster could you go on that thing? That, actually, not faster. You maxed out speed. I maxed out speed going uphill. Uphill? Yeah. No, so what happened was, what happened was, like, there was just like a... There, are, there, are there brakes? How fast is it on fucking yes, flat there are brakes. ground? It's 15. 15 on flat is different than 15 uphill. How can it... I mean, I guess. You guess it's gotta carry you up there with yeah. its motor. It's stre- it's struggling. Honestly, anything without a handle and I'm going downhill, it's not for me. Skateboard, fuck that shit, man. I need, Long morning, I need a handle. I need a handle with with brakes that I can hold with my hands. I need to I need to hold on to something. I will not wrap, my feet just I will, standing. I will like wrap you in like bubble wrap. No, put on a fucking helmet. <laughs> Don't threaten me with safety. Yeah. I'm already safe. <laughs> Don't, it's not a, Don't threaten me with safety. Yeah, we're but we're bullying you with taking care of yourself, you fucking asshole. I know this is all fucking games, but seriously, you should totally wear a helmet. You need to wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. Come on, man. So you fell. You fell on your butt. Yeah, tuck my chin, didn't hit my head. So did you hurt, scrape anything? Is there anything bruised? Uh, no, no, no. I actually wore a long sleeve shirt. And I didn't really scrape anything. I just like hurt my arm because I landed like this. And so it really just jerked my arm a little bit. And then I kind of just rolled a little bit. Um, so now my rib is starting to feel it. Um, yeah, I'm so good. yeah. Ah, man, try it once. You're fine. I couldn't even handle skiing. <laughs> I was like, I, I need... These these sticks are not going to save me. There should be a... They're going to hurt me more. There should be, like, a bike version of, like, a snowboard. Like a sled. That'd be fun. Uh, my dignity is intact. Okay. There is a version of... There are scooter sleds out there. Oh, I had to look into that. And uh, not wear a helmet. Um, so... Well, me being dumber makes this show funnier, so... No. <laughs> I would rather have my friend alive than yeah. evidence that my I, friend was I dumb. Don't wanna Imagine listen. what this show would be like if I was a vegetable, guys. Imagine! It would be so funny! There would be no show. <laughs> it's your show. <laughs> We'd have to start a new show. Well, you've been wanting to do that. The Butter Cat... Oh, wait. I don't want to start it. I'm on two great shows right now. Neither one of them were my idea. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> You're writing coattails. I am. Somehow. But he does it with style. And I, I hey, I'm not writing coattails. He, I actually add to the show. Adds to it. I am an integral part to what they are now. Yes, you do. Writing coattails means I do nothing. Right. So this is um. But you wear a helmet when you do it. <laughs> when I ride coattails. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fast. It goes pretty fast in those coattails. Uphill. <laughs> um, anyway, so you, no, but seriously, so I don't. You're older. You're 27. You watch them. Stuff. You don't yes. wear helmets, right? But to answer the question, I don't. I really have no idea why I don't wear a helmet. It's you just like it's a, it's like one of those things where it's just like maybe it's just one of those like those skater things that you develop. Like some skaters just don't wear helmets because it's not so, cool. Well, not not that it's not cool. It's just like I don't know. It's just it's just inconvenient. And to for some what? reason to just wear a helmet. Or to what? Also, it could be it could be uncomfortable for the ride. It's just like not part of the ride, the whole thing. I don't know you don't feel it when it's on. 
No, you, you do, but I'm like comfort over safety. No, but not not in a painful way. Comfort over safety, no thank you. At my age, no thank you. It's either safety or I don't care. If anything, the straps pull on, like if I don't shave for like a week, the little the little stubble on my neck, it pulls on that, and I'm like, oh, that's really inconvenient, but I, you know, at least I'm being safe. No thank you. Anyway, so we watched, we watched some stuff. Um, the, so basically I had a whole weekend where I just went crazy, watched stuff. Um, after, uh, playing Quelf and, um, singing a love song to my shoe, um, which is how that game is played. Have you ever heard of Quelf? Yeah. Nope. I'd rather you just not explain it. I really just want that. There's really no way. I I really just want the image of you in my head. Period. And um, on top of that, singing to a shoe. So. What song was it? Uh, I was trying to sing a TKO by Dury. Because I, I was in Dury mode. Because I'm working for them. By the way, we sold out, by the way. Wherever. Where this podcast now owned by Dury. Like yeah, I said, we sold out. Yeah, we sold yeah, out. Yeah, sell outs. How much are you going to have to edit? Uh, you have to just cut all this out? Yeah. Should we just restart? And... No. Okay. More work for me. i got to fill up my timesheet correctly. Um, so, we watched Zootopia. We did. Um, that was... We watched. We rewatched Zootopia. I hadn't seen that in a while. Very Halloween movie, I know. <clears throat> I mean, people dress as those costumes, probably. Um, really scratched my furry itch. Um... Do you really have one? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying that I am furry in general. But you do like something like Kung Fu Panda a lot. Yeah. It does. Just it, it anthropomorphic animals. Just, you're yeah. a fan. Like humanoid animals. Yeah. You're a fan. Yeah. Do you think on alien worlds they do the same thing? If they even have film, they'll like use other creatures on that world that are less developed mentally and then they'll turn them into more developed like beings. Yeah, sure. Such a weird concept. Because for us, we would have no way of knowing. We would have no reference point of like, Until, is like, that supposed to be an animal or is that the person? It's true. So, if an alien watched this, they would just assume that all of Earth was like this. So, um, yeah, I really, I still, I still really like this one. I think it's just like, I remember saying it back then, it's like, I really hope they don't, I really hope this movie stands the test of time. And I feel like a lot of people have like forgotten about this because like in light of like all these other different ones, like after this, like, Pixar would pretty much go on a roll. Like, I think after this would be... Or no, Inside Out was before this, wasn't it? Because this was 2016. Yeah. God damn, really? This uh, is kind of the end. But Inside, yeah. This is the end of their role, actually. Because then Coco was the year after this. I think after this, they would just get... They would, uh, they would plateau, where everything was, like, great in its own way, a masterpiece, but none yes. of them are what the, like original run was. There's just something about Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., WALL-E. There's just something with that original batch that's just nuts. Yeah. Um, I absolutely believe that the fox and the rabbit absolutely uh, fuck. Um, they seem romantically Yeah, don't they like each other? other? Yeah, yeah, they do. They don't, and I'm, and I'm all for interracial relationships. They don't hammer it home. Interspecies. They don't really bring it no, down. No, not in this world. It's but race in this world. I do think they, don't that they are species. into each other, yeah. They don't she species. She. Mm. Um But I do think they're into each other, yeah. Yeah. So that's what all that's all I thought about after I saw this. I'm just like you, you know, it wouldn't it would not be weird for them. 
You didn't think anything about its themes or its... No, I did. You just thought about the sound. No, I did. And then the moment I thought, I was like, it would not be weird for them. Because I was thinking, it's like, it'd be weird for us. Because we don't know what a rabbit-fox hybrid looks like. Well, what's it weird, what's weird for can't, them... It doesn't work that way. Exactly. You would adopt. Exactly. They would just have sex. But like, uh, but the thing that doesn't work Consensual. for them is... He's a predator. Like, foxes are well-renowned for killing bunnies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, naturally, they aren't supposed to mate. Right. They're supposed to eat. Anyway. Yeah. But, like, like the it, this it's... I love that it's basically a crime story, like a lot of cops and yeah. criminal story. Like, there's no difference between what the cops and criminals are doing, that the corruption within the world is actually citywide, that institutional racism is a thing. That right. You can do all the good in the world, but you you may not understand how your ideas are actually harming society. Yeah. Uh, I think Jason Bateman's fantastic. I think oh, it's yeah. fantastic. And Jennifer Goodwin's really good, too. Um, no, so, like... It just, it was, it's just crazy how it goes from, like, um, I wouldn't say, like, fish out of water, more of just, like, this whole theme of, like, paradise lost, I guess. Because, like, she comes in, but no, 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 what am I thinking of? No, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, she comes in thinking, like, oh, Zootopia, oh, it's this, this, this haven of freaking, um, just everybody gets along, it's super perfect. Um, there's no issues, and then she unknowingly realizes she, uh, contributes to the issues, um, because she carries that fox repellent. <laughs> um, so then, then it goes from that to, okay, these things are going mad, and I'm just like, and they're, they're singling out predators, and I'm just like, I think that's a bit of a jump. Like the like like the whole like AIDS panic. It's just a panic in general. Right, because like you because like there was the whole like the like, I mean, like the yes. whole like AIDS solves the gays crisis like the whole thing that like that whole thing. Uh, AIDS was AIDS was a disease. Okay, so no one really took AIDS seriously because it was killing minorities and the poor, the marginalized right. and the poor. Like that's what I'm talking about. And but the thing about this movie is they're not trying to to make everyone sick with the disease in this film they just right. want to have a few people sick to use fear to get the predators out of control that's not totally dissimilar though aids was something that no one could control right but they, but they still tried to use it as fear they it was a fear tactic yes absolutely but it was also killing the people in the meantime it was a reason for people to say, stay away from gay people. This is, a, this is a disease that's only killing gay people. But it was, in fact, killing them. They could have sold the drug to these people, and they chose not to. That's the thing. They had the ability to stop this. They chose not to and used it in that regard, yes. But they're not trying to make everyone in the city sit with, or every predator in the city savage. They just need enough so that people realize that any predator could do this. And I, I guess what you're saying is that, yes, if AIDS exists and it could get to people, whether they're gay or right. straight, like you could get it. But the reason that happened is because it was a misunderstanding of the disease. Yeah, before they the, perpetuated that, sure, but like there was legit people who just didn't understand the disease. Because before, because that's what I was reading into it, before the drug showed up. Because then it became like a drug thing. I was like, oh, no, no, this is even crazy. You need to think about this more as like everyday thing. Like... 
How often in the news do you see pictures of young black men committing crime? Oh God! How often do you? That's see why I don't the watch news? the news anymore. How often <laughs> do, on the news or in society does it perpetuate the idea that black crime—that's a real crime—is so you should stay away from those areas. Should hold your purse and clutch it next to a black person on the train like they do the predator here. Get your Negro propellant. <laughs> Fuck AIDS, dude. AIDS is one thing that they took advantage of, yes, but this happens every single fucking day. Mm. Every day. So, it was just, it's just, it's just, it's crazy how this movie, in its own way, when you're thinking about it, doesn't really pull punches. Like, it it puts it in your face, but it puts it in, like, a cute little animal because i think the there's a lot of people who are like this is too like your friend was sitting there and he's like aren't movies supposed to be escapism i don't get yeah, this Josh. And it's like he didn't uh, get it he did get it he just didn't want it he's I, joking i i no, i think he kind he, of i know it's like the early days weird. with you sometimes you'd be watching mm-hmm. something you'd be like i just want to watch something for fun and it's like yeah yes but that's not what this is and right. granted it is a children's movie but like in this case, I don't mind that because if you're a six-year-old kid and you watch a cop pull your parents over and treat them differently than they do a white person, you get this entire movie in one night and you don't get it with furry, funny, like, animals. Right. You get it with the serious badge of the real world in front of you. Mm-hmm. This movie is for people who see that young and don't know how to make it. They turn into... This movie is for people who are the fox. Nick. Right. This movie is for those people who grow up thinking that they should be the criminals and monsters. Mm. Black kids who grow up and they're like, all I can be is a rapper, an athlete, or a criminal. I have no other life. I have to be a gangster. That's what my culture calls for. I can't trust white people. White people have been fucking me all my life. All, all the people all my life. Like, like, I can't trust them. I can only trust what I'm offered within my own society. And my own society is a systematic oppression. And those who don't even want that are still part of it. So it's not, it, AIDS is a massive thing that, but probably the most important th- thing about AIDS you need to recognize is that Princess Diana broke the, st- the stigma of it. She gave, a, she like touched and gave hugs to people, to little children with AIDS. And even the na- AIDS nurses were like, oh, oh my God, oh. Mm. And you can tell nobody really knew what was going on and the people that did were not getting the respect that they should. It wasn't until five years later that those people got respect and that something started to happen. Now AIDS, anybody can have AIDS now. You can have AIDS now and be just fine. You can have AIDS and it can be brought down to like 0.0% and you can have very little medical insurance to pay for that. Mm. We live in that kind of era now. It's not a stigma anymore. It's a disease for people who didn't wear a condom. So this is about, mm. this is about like, the criminal I, there's no prison in this but that's what Andor is really? Andor there's is no about prison? how prison radicalizes or just, people like jail there's implied jail and there's implied jail but prison is different Andor goes to prison and through prison he is understood that this is a system that you need to break out this is oppressive in a way that needs to get out of when you're in that system you feel like you have to go back and go back and go back Nick is smart enough to have never gone back and is so smart he uses the own rules of law against cops the way that cops use the rule of law against criminals. That's why he's kept out of the prison game so long. But if there's prison in here, whole nother story. Mm-hmm. I would say the savage creatures <clears throat> that are in prison is something. Like, imagine how many times you've watched the news and there's a black person on there who did a savage crime. 
Mm. They savagely beat their landlord. They savagely brandished their gun. Animalistically, this person acted. Then they're thrown in jail like an animal. So... In a cage. Yeah, I just appreciate how this movie doesn't pull punches in them. I think kids I think kids run into this stuff at a very early age. The world yeah. doesn't pull punches when it comes to this shit. Especially if you live in the city. So then after that we finally watched a movie that I have been asked to watch a lot. Werewolf by night. Oh my god. Finally got to a Halloween. The black movie. and white version. The black and white. I don't white. know if the color version was out when we watched it. No, I don't think it was. No, I've been checking because it's I'm excited. I thought it was supposed to happen on Halloween. That's what I thought too. Um, Why would they not? The hell, Alex? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't do it. Put the knife down. Um, freaking beautiful. Yeah, dude. This movie yeah. rocks. Beautiful. And the composer did it. First time. First movie he ever made. First movie he ever made. Werewolf by Night. Freaking perfect. Cast was great. Never that. Um, just completely. How immaculate. long was it again? It was fifty-five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alex just went into a war torn. What's he doing out there? Oh God. Um, he's going across the street. He thinks that McDonald's is still open. Uh, it's closed. Yeah, it's it's closed. Whatever. They gassed it. They guessed that too, Alex. Um, okay. Well, I'll update you on his status. Uh, so anyway, I really just enjoyed this and i was like man it's just like top to bottom like start to finish it's just so beautiful um to find out that mcdonald's cross street was closed because it's a war-torn city that we're in right now yes have you learned your lesson yes the fryer's oil was disgusting i shouldn't have drank it but oh you drank it i ate it more like it was like i ladled it in with my hands soup well now you know and no, he's half the battle. Battle's already over. Like, in the heart, dead. well, there's, you know, um, no, all's fair in love and war. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Or yeah, but just, uh, it, just, just, just that, the moment this move, this move, this, uh, this short film, like, just freaking won me. Oh, let's, I, let's call it a feature. I think it's it fair enough okay. to, it should have been a movie, honestly. This movie. Why did he do that? Why did they? What the fuck? They make they make the movie quality stuff a short, and they make. I think the uh, content had something to do with it. It's violent. It's gross. There's no real. I mean, there's some redeeming quality to it, but basically, everyone's trying to murder everyone else. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. It's super. Like. It's it's just so beautiful to look at, and that the the moment this movie like freaking, won me. Was that slow pan of just um, Elsa just reacting to him transforming? And the shadow. And then the shadow. Oh my gosh, dude, that was so well done and so well conceived. Oh man, if that like I put that in my freaking database right away. That is reference right there. I I, be, I do remember that a lot, but rewatching it again this time, I liked when he was killing those guys as the door was closing slowly. Oh yeah. That was a good bit. Oh my gosh. I didn't expect Man-Thing. Man-Thing was a bit jarring for something this practical. I will say. Something like, Agreed. Yeah. But he's a good mm, element as a monster. <clears throat> yeah, as a monster. It's just, it was just a really like, 
for the old timey like filmy aesthetic stands, to it. He it stands was, out. He stands out. The hand was real. <laughs> the hand but, was real. But, but everything else was. Are you talking just in like CGI. practicality? Like, no, it's just CGI versus. Just CGI. Else. Yeah. It's a big giant CGI blob versus everything else. Yes. Um, Which I don't mind. I do think he looks good. I thought it would be more leaning into more like horror um, elements. I didn't expect uh, Elsa to kick that much ass. Um, like, I honestly didn't see that coming up. I'd say it's more universal monsters. Yeah. Which is based off of atmosphere than it is what people think horror is these days. Right. Like, that's, yeah. I guess and that, that's... that, the great thing about that when you think about the comics and then making that stuff is that it leads big open areas for fights. If you watch Wolfman and when he murders somebody, it's just him going like, and he grabs the neck and he's like, I'm going to choke you. You choked. You did. There's not yeah, a there's... lot of action to those movies. <laughs> this is why I love the action in this because it's like, ah, this is what these type of movies have always needed. Yeah. So I hope the comics reflect that for sure. So... Yeah, that was a, that was a really good time just watching that. It's like it's so well done. Like everything about it is just so good. The performances, like the music, just the aesthetic, all lands. God, I wish they made more of that. Um, it was a great vibe. It was a great vibe. Um, the day of my birthday, I did go and see Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes, that's right. Because I am because somehow I am invested. My yeah, sister yeah. is interested to watch it, but she was like, I was like, yeah, based off a bunch of games, she's like, I had no idea. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, I so she is get the sick. complete, open, broad, no same, same as my parents. Oh, I've seen this trailer. My parents so went to times. see this with me. Do you want me to not play it? No, it's fine, but I've seen this so many times. Like, my parents went to see this with me. Um, Give me the whole rundown, man. Okay. Uh, so, there's this guy named Freddy. Um, he, he was, uh, he was, he actually, the movie. The, I, oh, I'm, mo- up to, oh. I'm up to speed with the oh, story. Okay. Prince Jr. I got, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He actually did a uh, Star Wars role playing for, uh, the cast of Rebels. Yes, he did. He did. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I actually went through this this week. Anyway. He, like a lot of people, he has um, more than enough money and he was, his father was a comedian. Like he, his father killed himself for being in the business too long. So when he stopped acting to be a family man, I was like, right on. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a guy who's happy to not necessarily work as much as he is. So anyway, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. This there's a lot of inside baseball that I was not expecting, and so when everybody in the theater that pretty much knew what was going on here, mm-hmm. um, everybody in the theater was was like clapping and cheering at all the. Little Easter eggs and cameos. I was just like... Fan service stuff? Yeah. I was just like, oh, I forgot. There's a lot of fan service to this. Oh, But as a movie, though, does it... It's... Tonally inconsistent. To me, it was. I was, like, getting, like, a really weird vibe. There are moments of genuinely great horror. Somebody... Can I... How yes. much do you want me to say? Say it. Just I don't give a shit. Somebody gets bit. Freddy bites somebody in half. No, you told me that. Yeah, I told is you it, this. Is it the chick? The brunette chick? Which one? In the trailer, there's a chick who's like walking up to one of the things. She looks like she's maybe like 24 or something like that. And not then not, hand, not the blondie. Comes out of the mouth. No, a, a, a brunette. 
Yes, yes, that's her. She gets she bit. bit she half. gets bit in half, and she deserves it, honestly. Um, I figured it was her. So she gets. Uh, she gets but bit. It's totally inconsistent. It's just okay. So Josh Hutcherson is this guy who has um, PTSD, I guess, because his brother got taken away by got like kidnapped at a like a freaking campground when he was a kid. Jesus. And so what he'll do is he has this poster of Nebraska with Forrest, and then he'll listen to like Forrest ambiance so that in his dreams he could be he could take oh, himself back there. So that dream sequence, oh shit. Uh, so um, he could take himself back there and try to figure out who took his little brother. Interesting. Um, and so. If you guys know the premise of Five Nights at Freddy's, you know that they're, that these animatronics are possessed by the souls of dead children. Mm-hmm. So imagine... That a serial killer murder. Yes. So imagine what, it, what that was like when said kids show up in this guy's dream once he takes the job. Stab him a lot. No. What did they do? No, it was actually kind of creepy. They try to tempt him because he has a little sister. That he's taking that he's taking care of, um, barely, um, and so. So they're tempting him to give up his sister. Yes. And what do they do at the end of the dream? So though he's tempting, well, okay, to, so, give, to give her up for what? So that to get into a robot. Yeah, to get into a robot. That's their whole objective. Remember. But I never robots. understood the real objective because they're tortured souls stuck in something, but now they're evil, so they're no, killing the, the souls okay. are our children, but the, with the so, machines, they become something monstrous. So Scott Cawthon, the creator of Finance of Freddy's, he co-wrote this script. And I think he explains it here in that their objective is to stuff kids in suits... To serve their master. One of, in... them, one of them is technically Lillard, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Lillard. Just... Yes. Do you really get Dude, you've told us the entire lore on this show, on this show before. Lillard's Afton. He's the main villain. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just like, and so they, so they so were. So he's me. manipulating them into thinking like. New question. Okay. Is. Based off the trailer, it sounds like Lillard is hiring him. Is Lillard alive? Yes. At the so he's Lillard hires Josh yeah, Hutcherson. Okay, okay, okay. So he's to take the job. all of these things throughout yes. the movie to get another kid in a suit. Yes. Because there are plenty of suits in the back. So at the so the begins start with the begins. Yes. The begins start with. <laughs> Him murdering kids, shoving them in there, and then eventually the robots come alive with the souls of the children. He was just stuffing children in machines. It, it didn't start like that. Like, he didn't know that they were coming alive until later. That's what later. I'm saying. Like, he was just sticking bodies in machines. and then Yes, he was hiding later. bodies. But in this case, the, what they're saying, the film is at the point where they're already murdering children to get souls and he's just controlling them. He's manipulating them, not controlling them. They're doing his will, but they're not, like... Interesting. So like he, so like, I guess it's just a tough concept. Yes. Like he can't tell them to not murder him, but he can be like that kid is over there, and they'll be like, "Oh, I want that kid." Right. Put like a kid. They don't think he's the bad guy. What? So they don't try to kill him? 
Not until the protagonist convince them that that like, they don't. Do they think? Do they? Do they have like? Yes. In some way. Yes. I'm um, very interested in how he's doing. That's it. that's why. So the souls are there, but they're yes. not. They're not sentient. They're just there to have the machines turn to life, and they don't. So they're basically lying dormant. So. No, it's Can like snap out of it. No, so what they do is there's this wall of drawings and at the center of it is the five kids holding hands with the giant golden rabbit. The golden rabbit that William Afton dresses up as when he kills the kids. Um, so then the, the little sister to Josh Hutcherson draws a new drawing of the... Uh, of the bunny killing kids, post that on the wall, and then the animatronics turn on him. That's how that works. So his drawing were doing it? No, the kids, they were kids drawing it. It just seems like the, the souls themselves were lost and confused and yes. didn't fully understand. And their souls were basically... Because they're kids! I mean, it seems like he was just using their souls as batteries. And then until they kind of gained consciousness and realized what was happening... Yeah, with a I, reminder of a picture. It still doesn't make it. It, it doesn't make so sense. So I, I, so what you're saying is that they, as monsters, don't understand how they became that way, and then the protagonist reminds right. them that this guy did it. They have one objective: kill. Okay, okay. Well, now that's fine. So how is he manipulating the process? Is it because he's just putting people in his building late at night? Yes. He's just letting people be in their like feeding zone. Right. Because he's psychotic. So do they only come out at night? No. They actually... That that scene where they murder all of the, the, the break-in, the, yeah, the guys breaking the in, yeah, that, that was, was during the day, which I had a major problem with. Honestly, I, I, I actually building, had a problem. Is the building closed? Yes. Like, permanently? Pretty much. So they just don't kill after? No. They just... Maybe they're all because they're convinced he's not the I, bad guy. Okay, but so but the, why are they killing random people then? Because he wants them to. Why are why are I think that's where all of us get lost yeah, in translation. Yes, you're. I feel like we're missing a step here. Yeah, he's not killing him. They're not killing him because yes. they think he's not bad. Right. But they kill people because he tells them to. Like he literally looks at them and says, "Kill this person." Yeah, for one, pretty one much. explanation is that he was wearing. I want to know much. Does he ever look at a robot and say, "Kill this person for me"? Right. Yeah. Okay. At the end, the, the at the end, he's just like, he's like, "You'd be nothing without me. Like y'all would be nothing without me." Is it because he owns the building and gives it electricity and stuff? Pretty much. Do they run off electricity? No. Yes, zapping them does like temporarily stun them. Because there's still as a, proven there's in still location. a robot, so they their souls. Yeah. But in order to inhabit that robot, that robot has to work. They can't that has just, to function. They, yeah. they can't in this world. They can't completely possess something without yeah. it. So if but I can, how could they be nothing without him? You know, they had a lot of time because he put them in there to work on this <clears throat> to make a movie, but and they, they don't know that. And they still doubled down on the concept and didn't think it through, even when they had a lot of time to make it a movie. No, you know what? I uh, look. <clears throat> they know they're gonna make more. This made 
a shit ton of money. Oh Chris. yeah, and the director was smart. Hey. No, no, and the director You're was smart. <laughs> and the director was smart. She like uh, the director uh, Emma Tammy, I believe her name is. Um, she asked for a percentage of the profit. Like that's that's a, smart. She knows what she's doing. Okay, that's so yeah, smart. They were always going to make more. They were at least going she's to make more. She's swimming in money right now. Money. They have the other movies to explain stuff. And again, this is sure. also a like kind of a kind of like a straight after the pandemic movie. You got to give those a little bit of a break. But no, I just mean the concept is since the games, they never really touched upon how the robots are the way they are and why the souls exactly don't. you can't make a move like this isn't like friday the 13th with like the even the games freddy it's or i'm sorry not jason it's his mom murdering people and then jason shows up at the very very end it can't be him going around murdering kids and stuffing them in robots yeah, no, no you know what can't be the first no <laughs> you gotta have control on them now. no you know what was missing the what was missing was the puppet and the the, the, the marionette yep um, it's the it's the thin spindly one with like stripey legs. Yes, the, ma- the clown mask. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't okay. know him. <clears throat> um, There's so many robots now. Technically, but okay, technically so her. Um, so okay, oh, in the games, if I can just come back to this. Yes. So in yeah, the yeah, yeah. in the games. We're trying to figure this out together. So in the games, there were uh, the animatronics were created by two people. There was uh, William, and then his uh, his partner Henry. Yeah. And so Henry's. I'm sorry, homunculus. No, Henry. No. Bacchus. No. Well, he should be called... Get with the program. Um, like my sister's cat. So... Your <clears throat> sister's cat's a homunculus? Yeah. So it turns out too. that... Or at least this is just the, the, the grand theory is that... The, the very popular theory is that... Henry knew that William was off somehow and cut him out. Yeah. So... Then William takes revenge by killing Henry's daughter outside oh, of the, yes. outside of the, right. and then her soul inhabits the puppet, uh-huh. and she oh. is technically the first victim. And then I guess to ruin Five Nights at Freddy's reputation, Henry kept killing kids whoa, 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 at Five Nights at Freddy's. At, fi- at Freddy's. Henry Friday. went crazy and started killing. No, kids. William okay, went sorry. crazy. Okay, okay so I Henry's I, still innocent. Yes. But, uh, new question: Is Henry <clears throat> ever mentioned in this film? Hell no. Do you think that that's because they want to mention him in the next film, or are they just mm-hmm. trying to simplify the story? That's where the next puppet would show up. They wanted. Mm-hmm. To, they wanted. To that's simplify. oversimplifying it. You're cutting out a core. No, no, piece. no, 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 no. Not for gonna make. That's like work. cutting the old man out of Hold no, 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 Malone. No, no. One basic idea is you have this. The is the original game. There's William. There's the original robots. Games, and then there's the guy that has to survive that night. And right. He has, he has a sister. Uh oh. So, yeah. like, that is one solid movie. Keep that one thing. The next movie, you bring in the partner. It's like, you know, like, um, it's like a, a Fallen Kingdom, you know? All of a sudden, the guy's got a partner that he knew forever. You can do that in the second movie. I had movie, to. Not the fourth. They were alive. Yeah. Like me. I just think, <laughs> I just think you Clone girl! I could see in the second movie where they're like, oh, we had a, uh, oh, well, actually, you know what? New spoiler question. What happens to Hutchinson? I... Uh, I see a, a mental institution. He gets his shit together. So him and his sister are okay. Yeah. Do you think he's gonna come back in the next movie? I don't see why not. What do you think <clears throat> his character would want to be dragged into this shit? Probably not. Is this- no, yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Thank you. So um, let me ask you biggest a bigger spoiler. What happens to 
I'm assuming William dies in some horrible way. With the oh, movie. he... I saw a video. Springlocks. He Springlock guy. Slowly dies. Oh, really? He slowly dies. So, like, one after another. So, you know how spring, the Springlocks work in Final Fantasy Freddy's? So, like... They each slowly close on him? Yes. That's As like... compared to the games where they... I think the games had the better idea where they all simultaneously go. No, they like, splash. I gotta be honest. They want to kill him slow, man. When you want Matthew Lillard to die slowly, that's the thing. You want to see that actor perform. Oh, I, I don't know why, but I just like well, the I mean, spontaneity. Sure. I mean, I'll know when I see it. But uh, but I will say this. I just like the I like I like the idea of like a, like it's like you hear the rust and you hear it creaking and then you hear that suspension and it's just like oh no, oh no, and that splash. Well, that is a jump scare game. That yes, is kind of the point. Build tension, strap, but like. How much blood was in this movie? Uh, more than you would expect in a PG-13 horror movie. It's PG-13? Yes. Oh, like, yeah. how much blood was in his death scene? Not a lot. There you go. Yeah. Like, as they were drag, as the animatronics were dragging his body away, like, there wasn't, like, streaks of blood following him. It seems like they made their choice to pick certain deaths to be bloodier and his to be more like... Oh, when the woman gets halved, you see it. I gotta be honest. I, no, you see a shadow and you see the blood just go for all of this murder and you kill children and put them in robots, I want a slow death. I don't want it quick. I don't want you yeah. to like... I don't want to kill that guy I want slow. that guy to know he's going to die in the next 15 seconds. I want him I to feel it. Then I guess I guess that's where... I guess that's where I differ. It's just like... I just... I don't know why. Which it's also like, based off of the game. Right. Like, I feel like the... Like, it's just something about... Something to me is just, like... I don't know. I, I, I can, I can uh, see, like, how that, like, slowly being trapped into this suit can be, like, scary. But also painful. And also painful. But, like, at the same time, imagine all these, like... For me, imagining that all these spring locks going off at once, and then your inability to die and feel that forever as you're locked in a closet for 30 fucking years... Is kind of more horrifying to me. So he... Is he alive for... Th- they're all alive in the robots technically in some way? Yeah. Are their bodies still in there? Maybe? That move. The movie's not clear on that. Because how long ago... I was going to say... Did, maybe they're bones. I feel like the act itself would kill them and they're still... Well, the murders, the murders happened in the 80s. I'm so, well, I mean... And when is this movie taken? I think... I, my 90s. guess is that he probably... Doesn't die right away in either case. It took me a while to is figure still, it out. When they're dragging him, is he still screaming? He's still twitching, yeah. He's still twitching. He's twitching and making noise. Okay. He's, I think the spring little one would probably kill you right away. So let me speak on the tonal inconsistency. Yes, last question. Please, my last you. question. Okay. What happens to Freddy's, the place? Uh, It just kind of just falls apart, really. It just kind of just like... It, okay, no, it's kind of just no like, burning down or anything. If that's what I thought was going to happen, Assume, because the, the game, yeah. right? Because the game. Um, okay, <clears throat> those are, those are the big questions I needed to know for a sequel bait. So, tonal inconsistency. So, starts out with Mike, and he's just like very bothered because he has unresolved childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. His name's uh, Mike. His name's Mike. Yes. Okay. Um, which is from the games. Uh, so, he, uh, it kind of just starts like that, and so he beats up a, he beats up a guy at a mall when he's working security there, because, like, he saw a guy pick up his son, but didn't realize that that was his son, and, um, just, like, took him into a fountain, and, like, tackled him into a fountain, and just beat the shit, and just started beating the shit out of him. Um, 
And so... Yeah, maybe don't make that guy the authority. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, there's the initial horror of just like, it's spooky and all that. But then there's just this level of camp. And it just gets so goofy because in the middle of the movie, there's a montage of them all like hanging out with the animatronics because they're still technically kids. And there's this goofy montage of them setting up like a fort with all the tables and the chairs and the dining hall. So the animatronics are playing forts with the tables. Yes, with the little sister. Because I guess they're trying to resolve what happened to them. But it's all just but like... the tone wasn't right, so it just no. felt like oh, it you know, was That makes a really be... interesting question. So they don't want to kill the sister right away because they like her? No, they do want to kill the sister. They just want to lull her into a false sense of security. Like and how they were lulled into a false sense of security. Oh, through her innocence. Yes. Okay. They forgot what it was and then they felt it again. Yeah. Okay, cool. So there, so that that moment where you were kind of like, this is a little too far? Yeah. But the tone wasn't right. It just felt goofy. Yeah, it just felt really goofy. Because like they were all like... There was a little bit of this like camp to it. There was like a children's camp to it. Like it belongs in like a kid's movie hmm. than an actual like legit PG-13 like, horror like, movie. You've seen Space Jam, right? Yes. It's sort of like the Monstars. You know, they're big, they're scary, they're like, but really, you know, if a kid ever came and decided to play with them, they'd probably play with them. Yeah, I just felt it took it too far. Interesting. Um, Interesting. And, that's, and that is in all in how you shoot that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's the thing I have. Right like, now. they turned all the, like, the show lights on and all that, and it was just one and of they're the, playing with her. All the animatronics. Yes. They're, her and uh, Josh Hutcherson and then the blonde chick, who was extremely weird, ended up being uh, Lillard's daughter. <laughs> I knew one of them would be. Motherfucker. So she's um, evil? No, she's, I guess she's evil because she's complicit? She's aware of Because she was helping him at one point, and then she's just like, no more. But it's never really, it never really goes into why she was helping him, even as an adult. I mean, she's his daughter. Could have brainwashed her. I mean. That's the theory and what happens to her in the, this combines all the different, there's pieces of all the different games in this. There really is. I think I, that makes sense. He's trying to please the fans and in that with the stories he's written of all these games and he's realizing, oh no, when you do this in an hour and a half to two hours, I realize... Rise of Skywalker. It's a plot. But like, there's some effort to... This is the first yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, he, like, the thing about Five Nights at Freddy's is this lore is incredibly complicated and interesting in the first place. Right. And this is the first movie this guy's ever written. So mm-hmm. like... It was always going to make money. I knew this movie was going to make mistakes. I, I am interested in these end questions, but it looked... Okay, so in I terms w- of your tone and all that stuff, did the tone in the second half affect... It wasn't so much the second half. It was just like the middle part. Okay, well, I... Like, just the second were, act. But mostly when they're with the kid, would you say? They're not really murdering anyone when they're with the kid, right? No. They really don't like Josh Hutcherson. So, no, I guess they... <laughs> they, they tried... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll tell you what it was. So he has to take these sleeping pills because that's how he gets, that's how he falls asleep. Um, and it was like an anxiety ridden. And they, and they work really fast. It was crazy. It was like he took him and then he just like started 
was dozing off. And he would dry mouth it too. He's like, I was like, yeah. damn, dude. That's everyone in movies dry mouth, so it's great. Oh, God. I'd never do it. Um, I just hope they were, uh, nah, never mind. But, um, so anyway, like, so he falls asleep and he goes into that dream, and then they evade him. It's just like, hey, but then that was, I remember this. Okay, so when they were trying to manipulate him into like, hey, we could give you back your brother. We could keep you in this spot in time. Oh, shit, they took his brother. No, no, but we could oh, keep gosh. you in this spot in time where you're in the middle of the Nebraska woods with your family, with your mom and dad, while they're still together, and your little brother while he's still here. Um, all that's happening, and he wakes up. He's about to get stuffed into a fucking suit. I forgot about that. So, like... They're right about to kill him? Yeah. Um, and then the one, and then another thing that I didn't really like was the handling of Golden Freddy. Yeah, he's in the trailer, right? He's in the car with her? Yeah. I don't like that he moves. Usually, Golden Freddy's kind of like just like slouched over like this, because it's a it's a spring lock uh, hybrid, and he can't really work without a human component, and uh, the robotic half of him was never really activated, so he just kind of like is like slumped in that corner and he can't move. He can only apparate in different places, and just fuck with shit in your sanity. Um, but then, uh, but here he's he's a character with voice lines, and I'm just like, oh, he speaks. The blonde kid. He's like he's a blonde kid. He I, yeah. Like, I remember who. Yeah. But he's he's an actual good one that doesn't want to kill. No, he wants to kill. Oh my god. He's kind of leading the charge. So so they're changing the movies a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Golden Freddy only wanted to kill Afton. He only wanted to make Afton suffer. So he's is that the, the game, game or the movie? So wait, 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 that's wait, wait, the wait, wait. game. Wait, wait. That's so what he, I thought. Does, does he lead the charge of Afton getting murdered at the end? Oh man. Does Why? he even care? Does he? <laughs> That's the question. Do I have to go back and watch the fucking movie again? I mean... At least the third act. To watch it for free. I could. That's the thing. I, I'm wondering if maybe what they're going to do is he becomes the leader. And re- once they all realize that Afton was bad, wouldn't he be the one of them that would be like, oh shit, well, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. But I just don't remember him being there for that. I just remember there was Freddy, there was Freddy, Bonnie, Chica, and Foxy. I remember them being there. And where was he later? I don't know. When does he show up in the car? That was um, when. <laughs> How's he leading the charge but barely? Motherfucker. Okay, so he, Golden Freddy somehow apparates at Josh Hutcherson's house, which is an undisclosed distance from the actual pizzeria, and then. They have to get to the pizzeria. They, or he has to get the little sister to the pizzeria. So there's, so there's a cab outside. <laughs> so there's a fucking cab Freddy, outside. Freddy Golden Freddy. Calls a cab. Yes. And picks her up? Yes. Wouldn't Will have called it? No. Why not? Is Will dead already? No. I guess maybe. I don't know how this shit works. Fair enough. We haven't seen it. I'm asking you to do this. Before. I will watch it again with you guys. I will watch it again yeah, with you guys. I'm... Stop the show right now. Okay. Dude, I'd do it. I'm losing my mind here. They're um, gonna make another one. I, I know. I'm interested. Sure. It made a lot of money. I'm interested. A lot of people fucking saw this. A lot um, of people fucking saw it. More than talk to me. Anyway. More than the one that's on Shudder <clears throat> that everyone fucking loves. More than the one that has no talking in it that's on Hulu, I think. No, I... Good horror movies we're gonna watch. Anyway, with like I just 
I like the idea of this in cinematic form. I just don't like how they did it. So in the first game, the, you can tell how they're possessed by their eyes. And then in this, their eyes just glow like an, like an amber. Mm-hmm. Like they have like an amber glow to it. I do not like that. What do they look like in the game again? Uh, they're like this thin white pupil. That's what it is. Yeah. Because Springtrap has but that. Here's the thing, they also, Afton has it that. It seems like they want to have. It seems like they want people to like the machines and like. I think they're trying to. No, but I mean that like at night when they're trying to kill Josh Hutcherson for being a security guard. Yeah. No, that's it. That's why, because they're trying to kill the security guard because. I guess they just have something against security guards. Because maybe it was the security guard that put Afton in the suit. But I don't know if it still have to be after Afton. If they had good security guards, wouldn't the kids not have been murdered by Afton? Or was he? A, did he dress up as a security guard when he stuffed them in the suits? No, he dressed up as Springtrap when he did that. What, when he killed them? Yes. Springtrap. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, I think... I'm have, broken. No, 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 you don't have to explain the entire lore of the movie. I know. I know. I just, Alex I'm, is wondering. It's like, bothering me though. Overloading with questions. You watched it days ago, and you've been like staring at dirty footage. Well, we can. Ha- yes. Like this is so long ago. I'm. I'm Worst for wear music video behind the scenes coming soon. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm just trying to get uh, the. This is what I would say. Last question. Okay. Well, an earnest <laughs> question. Okay. You care very much about this lore. You mm-hmm. care much about the games. You're not a horror guy, but you love all these little dead kids robots. I just like the way this, like this, these games have told this story. It's all like vague and indirect, and it's it's a so the genre it's a has nothing to do with it. It's the storytelling itself. Yes, that's very interesting. Do you think oh, if boy. that was never an issue, if you never knew any of the fine, I wear a fucking helmet. Would you have ever watched this movie if you knew nothing about any of it? No. Maybe. This does look pretty campy. You know what? Because that uh, that leads to the next question, which is your expectations. Which, in this case, is not Star Wars. No, my expectations were kind of low. I wasn't expecting, like, shot for shot what I would have done. You cared about the, how the story was going to be told. This wasn't... Yeah. This could have looked as shades possible to you, in my right. mind. But it didn't matter if the story was told well. I don't or, like seeing these things move. That's that's the that's to me that's the that's what's scary that's what, about them to me. Te- well, they're technically flash games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like seeing them move. They're, they're, I like I mean, hearing them move. It's, here's what I think. Like is also, hearing them breathe. I think here's the other element that I wanted to bring up to you. <laughs> I think they want to turn these guys into Chucky. People fucking love Chucky. Chucky's the best man. I love it when that guy murders somebody. He's the coolest. I think just like that thing you showed us, that fan-made thing where the robots had another robot in a chair and they were just signing on their own. People See, that's so far beyond. The robots, and I yeah. think that they're thinking ahead of time, is like at some point people are going to respond to the robots more and they want to like have us care about them a little bit more. And but I you can do that by having the security guard try and unravel this mystery. It's like, why are these fucking things trying to kill but me? But that's you caring about the security guard. That's not you caring about the robot. This is... Okay, the point of the Flash games is that they were not... He didn't have a whole studio behind him. He made those games. He, he did that himself. He did that himself. He's in now spite got, of... He's yeah. now got Bloom House. 
Yeah. Blumhouse, yeah. You didn't make him. No. I'm sorry, dude. They uh, gotta move. They no, are the ones that I, carry this franchise. They also move the yard. Hate they that. have to move. No. They have to Okay, move. fine. Golden Freddy can't move though. Now that's a different argument. Because he's not supposed he's to. He's supposed to be the creepiest one of them all. He shouldn't have to. He teleports. Yeah, he teleports. he apparates. That's a fair argument. I'm not gonna fight that one, but some of them need to move. Don't they move in the games? Don't Foxy, they, the it turns her head and Foxy runs. Over the course, over the course of the games, they do start to move. You do, they do start to move. Because it just has more money to. Yes, but like <laughs> four to have them move. Then the first game, Foxy ran down the hall, mm-hmm. and you saw that he run in like a T pose, yeah. um, or in an A pose, I guess, if I could speak animation speak. Kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. No. This, I don't, I don't, okay, if you're going to have a move, don't have a move in the fucking broad daylight. Or don't have a move so now, much. Now the daylight murder is a problem. Yeah. I'll give you that. Like, it's five that. nights at Freddy's. Not five nights in a day at Freddy's. That's funny, and I agree with you. Um, so there, there are caveats that need to be made, and I think a caveat here is that as a movie they need to move, but you are making very fine reasons why certain ones shouldn't, and certain parts of the... Story should not have moving robots. At a certain point... I don't like them moving as much. How, let me ask you this. Like, they, they just walk around. I, I would say <laughs> it shouldn't. they shouldn't move till at least the second half of the film. Right. I think that's a fair But they, you yeah. see them like, walk in, you see I mean, their legs. and They do the light flashing thing. They're here, they're there. He's looking at the camera, like the game, for a little bit. But then at some point, he's got to be chased. They yeah. gotta pick. They gotta pick some things up. Now, right. it's really weird. I, everything you're saying is correct when they're stacking a fort of tables for a child. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. That's fucking. That's weird, a problem. Man. It is. I give you that. It was fucking weird. I'm. I'm. I'm sitting here just like, what movie am I watching? I just saw somebody get bit in fucking half. There we go. There you go. And now I'm watching this. What so, happened? So these are the things that you either need to get accustomed to or. Out that you don't like, so that the creators understand that they don't put this in the next movie. But like, I want to make think, the next one. I think you want to make the next one. And I want to cut. <laughs> what, you want, what you want is for these movies to get made, so that more movies can be made in the future that you're involved yeah. with. Now the movies are finally getting made. I want to be the movie that they burn all the shit down. I just want to do a fire stuff. <laughs> but I, I think you're getting fair arguments to this. Yeah. From a fan perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So Five Nights at Freddy's. It, it overall, I was just like, you know, I'm I'm okay with this. It's not offensive. I just thought, damn, this was the movie they chose to go. I'm so interested in what it would be like. This went be- through so many passes, and like Scott Coffin, as he was working on this, he's been completely upfront trying to figure out. He's been very forward with his fans. That's what separates him from any other developer or creator. When he's making stuff, he's very like upfront, and he's like. This is how it's going. Uh, he doesn't give away like spoilers or anything like that. Yeah. Like, this is how it's going. Um, I didn't really like this part of the story. I didn't really like this like idea. Blah blah blah. Uh, sometimes I'll have fun with it, um, but like yeah, it's just um, yeah. I and so like yeah, it was just this is this. He had, he's been, he's spent, like, years, like, pre-pandemic working on this, um, trying to find the right idea, 
And for this to be the right idea, to for to be the idea that they just finally settled on, I guess, because like I bet Jason Blum was probably just like, dude, pick one. I, we just gotta get this done, dude. Well, you gotta. You, movies are hard to right. make. A script could be a very specific idea that he had, but the moment other people get their hands on it, the more yeah. people get involved. Yeah. And it happens. Because it was written by him and two other people. They could have shot a bunch of stuff, went back, realized it just didn't work, that the studio wanted something else that would have driven more people in. There's a lot of things that could have happened in yeah. the process. We will not know until until behind the scenes stuff comes out later. If you want well done, creepy animatronic quarter. But now, here's the thing. Is it a good start? Sure. For the general audience? No, no, I mean for the for them to make more in, as a franchise. I think they're going to make at least two more. They have to. I can see what the second one would be about. Because, like, the third... It could be based, like, more on, like, on, on, like the third game. Is that the one where they're, like, in the bedroom? No, that's the fourth game. That's, there's a movie called In the Bedroom. that has something to do with killer robots. about affairs and marriage. Because that's the only that's the only one that confused me. Because the other ones were like, the the last game isn't it like a huge version of Five Nights at Freddy's and there's like, what the fuck? Oh, it's my neighbor with his gun. Like his like his like, semi-automatic freaking airsoft gun. I don't know what it is, but he loves to just shoot it, and it freaks me out. Because who just goes outside to just shoot? Wait, something? are you being for real? I'm being for real. Oh my <laughs> god! So you know. I think it's an airsoft gun. He's got to know since he shoots a gun at 10.30 at night or 4 in the morning. So he's got to understand, oh, I'm doing this late at night. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I just... Mm. Interesting. All interesting points. I wanted to break it down. Anyone who's seen the movie and listening to this probably hates us, but who cares? I just wanted to I just wanted to figure out some certain things. Blame Alex. I Alex the projection this time. X. I... I, I, I I would be so intrigued what ignorant Chris would have thought of this movie if he knew nothing about it. Perhaps that's an experiment for... I'll hit you hard in the head and see if you can forget it. You want to take a forget-me-now? No, I don't have to. No. I don't, you don't have to hit me in the head. I'll let the ground do that for me. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. How about stuff? Um, no. So, one more thing. I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast before. Have I? Okay, so... <clears throat> This was a while ago. Like I've like I've, I've I've ran the gambit of Star Wars audiobooks, and there was one that I really wanted to bring up that I never did. It was the last one I listened to, Star Wars Crucible. I don't know if I've brought this up before. I don't know either. Okay, so Star Wars Crucible. This was like, I think one of the last books written under the old canon, and I think it's pretty obvious because like it kind of ends with. Everybody at the table that has run this gambit, it's like Luke, Han, Leia, not Chewie because he got hit by a moon. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Lando, and then all these other people, and like Luke's son, and uh, Han and Leia's remaining kid, um, her husband, the whole shebang. Just all the important people. And um, it kind of sense that they're all just like, Here's to new adventures and all that stuff. So it's like, oh yeah, they knew. This was like they knew. Lo and behold, I think it was released in two thousand. They were closing the book. Yeah, they were closing the. Thank you. Um, so 
it so it takes place about like fifty years after Endor, about forty four maybe. And or, yeah, don't remind me of the better thing. Um, this book is insane trademark. So, um, Lando can never quit a hustle. He's always got to be. He's like Conan O'Brien, but like in just like trying to like. Or black. No, like Lando and Conan are like two different people. Like, are you insane? Trademark. We're the one who started to compare him. No, he's like Conan, but like Conan O'Brien can't stop. But like he can't stop running some kind of hustle. Um, that's what I was trying to say. Thank you. He is black though, right? Yes. Okay. Did the mustache give it away? Um, <laughs> What's a book? I don't know. He's <laughs> so, <laughs> some film out. character. Right? <clears throat> What's the damn movies? <laughs> Star Wars a film franchise? Yes. It's dude. not just books. No. Why is Chris just reading the books? Because we, this is a film. This is a film podcast that yeah, started but... with Star Wars films. I thought this idea would be funny enough to to at least mention here. So what happens? Piece of shit. So, um, pizza shit. So, um, Lando is running like an asteroid refinery. Okay. And, um, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Shit. Um, so, and the whole premise is that there's these two small little, like, if you do what a Kalumai looked like, uh, if I could well, show you, if I could show you what a Kalumai looked like, if you would go to Wikipedia, Wikipedia, sorry, um, are you fucking kidding me? Wikipedia, um, you heard me, um, been around for years, Peter. I was um, actually gonna say that. Yeah. So, if you go to Wikipedia and look up. Is it just uh, about Wookies or no? No, it's the, it's the it's the side of all yeah. Star Wars. I don't get it. Why would you call it Wookiee? Okay, so if you go into the search oh bar oh and look up uh, Star Wars Crucible, um, so these Kalumai, they're like they're basically Thrawn, but two people. They cannot be outsmarted. We're double Thrawn. So that was my first frustration. It was like another Thrawn. You have been doing this for two de- for a decade and a half, and you couldn't come up with something new. You couldn't do it. You didn't have the balls. Um, the balls. You okay, so Star Wars Crucible. Yep. Uh, I don't know what you want me to click okay. on. I've never navigated on this okay. website before in my life. All right, so, yes, the crabs. Um, black. Okay, no. So, okay, so there's these small little aliens and, like, very giant mechanized, like, bodies. Ooh. And um, Kaluma. Yes, here we go. So that's who you're fighting. That's your main villain, guys. That's your main fucking How villain. They? How big are they? They're like, like, size, like, one, like, like three feet tall. Meters. <laughs> yeah. One, to, uh, one and yeah. a quarter meters. One three quarter meter. Um, please. Um, so like they're like about this tall. But they're really smart? They're really fucking smart. Okay. And these giant mecha bodies. They can do anything. Um, so they're... <clears throat> They're trying to encroach on Lando's territory because they think that the asteroid belt or the asteroid rift that they're in contains the Mortis monolith and they want to get force powers. 
Guys, Star Wars canon was way more science fiction than fantasy. Like, the balance was terribly offset. Like, it was way more science fiction than fantasy. Case in point! Yeah, they're actually fighting aliens and robots and... Um, clones. So, um... <laughs> oh my god. So... <laughs> Okay, let me just get to it. Okay, so they tried to sabotage the asteroid refinery by, by like, screwing up their systems, and then an asteroid collides with the refinery and kills, like, several thousand people. Oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I think it was, like, one to three stadiums worth. That's a whoopsie-doodle robot jocks moment. That is a robot jocks moment. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna kick... Yo, I gotta yes. watch that movie. I've gotta watch that movie. It's great. <laughs> I gotta watch you gotta that movie. see the ending. It's fucking stupid. It's so great. Um, so um, so dumb. I uh, so that so that happens. So that happens, and I'm just like, what the fuck? And could you theoretically take these aliens out of the robots and just kick their heads in? Yes. I could take one. You could. Physically, you could take one. Mentally, no. Nobody can. So a bunch of people are dead. Puns, but... <laughs> Buns of people are dead. <laughs> Tons of people are dead. Very helping, folks. Um, so... <laughs> this is your brain I just remember, no helmet. I just remembered, I just remembered an old bit. No, I just remembered... I just remembered an old bit. Um, and... Uh, so there was it's a surprising amount of uh, murder in this uh, in this book. Second, um, Luke Grandmaster Luke Skywalker. This is Luke if Kylo Ren didn't wreck shit. Of if he wasn't bullied in school, basically. This is Luke Isn't if he wasn't he the only student. Yes, and then he grew a Jedi Order that rivals Order. the one of the Old Republic. Luke did. Yes. And so, he's just straight up no chill. And the way that's... So, your introduction to Luke Skywalker is that he um, is overseeing, like, training of these new students. And a lot of shit's happened. They've had quite a few students uh, turn to the dark side. And they're a little uh, afraid of that. So Luke is like, yeah, that one over there, that one over there, uh, he's quite uh, a little uh, cocky and uh, full of himself. Like he's the best, and he knows it. He's full of cock. Yeah, and um, <laughs> so, um, so he gets his assistant um, to fire live rounds at this guy to fuck up his uh, training uh, uh, thing, like live rounds. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> that was a good one. Um, so, um, and, uh, so he gets, so the, the student is obviously frustrated. It's like, you shot at me, motherfucker. Um, and so he's like, no, it's like, okay, you want, it's like, you did really good. Uh, do you know where you fucked up? He's like, yeah, you shot at me. First off. No, you 
And he's just like, no. He's like, no, you're arrogant. And you got mad that that happened. And I'm just like, yeah. I mean, but also, that's... We don't want to train our next greatest, ri our next mortal enemy. And I'm just like, Damn. that's your fucking problem. That's not my fault. That's your fault. If you're too scared to train all these Jedi because you're afraid that you're going to cause the next great Sith Lord, then why are you doing this in the first place? So basically everything that's going wrong in the book is exactly what the last Jedi is in conversation with. Yes! So the last Jedi is actually really, really good. Yes! Fucking idiots! So, <laughs> so I, as you explain that to me, I'm just like, so basically, what you're saying is the reason he got upset, the reason the student the, got the upset, the student got upset is wrong, or the the fact that he got upset is wrong yes. because Luke Skywalker shot at him to teach him. His a lesson. assistant shot at him. Like, but the point is, is that Luke Skywalker's ego is so big, his legend is so big that anyone should be happy with the fact that he's shooting at them to teach him a lesson. It's exactly what Last Jedi is against. It's a Luke Skywalker that wasn't bullied in high school. There you go. That's the way I. That's the way I see it. Anyway. That is that is exactly what Last Jedi is fighting against. So that, then you that's go. Fucking crazy good. Yeah. Um, Not for the book, but for the movie. Yeah, the book sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, so then the crafts. Are also, I guess, trying to assemble like a cl like a, a clone army. Um, they're trying to assemble like a clone army, and they have like clones of Han and Leia. It's all creepy. What they're all the they're all fucking naked. Um, right. and like one of them's horny for them. It's okay, crazy. Right. It's disgusting. Yeah. This. this is science fiction. Yes, this is straight up science fiction. That's not science, no, that's not, that's that's not, not fantasy. fantasy. No, no, no. it's all science fiction. They know. went totally overboard. Now so I understand why George Lucas doesn't like this shit. Sounds like porn to me. Yes. Okay. Um, be Luke Skywalker's son Ben. Under the skin, it's Um. Tasteful porn. Hell yeah. Um. It's edging right there. Luke, yeah, Luke Skywalker's son Ben uh, had a love interest in a previous book series, and that love interest went on to betray it's his cousin. No, betray his no no, went on to uh, betray him because she was the uh, she belonged to a to like a Sith family. What? And you fucking a Sith? Damn. And like he's very mad about that, and so this uh, this chick is working for uh, the Crafts, the Kalumai. And um, they cloned her too, because Marvid, because Marvid is horny so is horny for her, but then she gets gunned down towards the end. The the clone does, and she escapes in a Sith ship that's fully sentient. It's a meditation sphere with bat wings. Okay, this is way too sci-fi. Yes! This is way too sci-fi. It's all fucking stupid! <laughs> I don't know, I'm liking this. The balance is upset! I'm liking this a lot. This is fucking wrong, man! This is like, like, I understand that Star Wars can be this, but it never has been, and why be now? Like, oh! I don't know, I like it. It's weird! A giant, like, sentient <laughs> ship with, like, a bat with bat wings. But it's just a ball with bat wings! Yeah, because... And it's, it's a she, golden snitch, yeah. I get it. 
But those, <laughs> feathers, those are feathers. Those are feathers. It's true. It's the gothic version. Yes, it's the gothic <laughs> version. My wings. The gothic emo version that uh, worships at the altar of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, um, that's yeah, that sounds so fucking gross. weird, man. It is. If you, but they find the Mortis monolith. Um, if you took their the actual names of Luke Skywalker, Leia, if you took those out and uh-huh. you just told me the rundown of the story, I would not think it's a Star Wars story. Thank you. I would. Yeah, that's I a would, good way to put it. I would enjoy it more. Yeah. So. Um, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying that. <laughs> they kind of turned Leia into a bitch. Um, <laughs> seems like they just. And though no, because. And I'm trying to see it from her perspective because she's lost two sons oh. over the course of 30 fucking years. And... To this fucking war. Yeah, to this war a with... a planet. In a whole planet. Yeah. Um, Did she have kids in the movie? Just the one? Just Ben? Just the one. Yeah, just Ben in the movies. If they in the been. book, she had three. Um, Jason, Anakin, and Jaina. Nice. So Jason, Jaina, and Anakin. I didn't, I didn't want you to nerd on me. I would be okay. so happy if they introduced... <laughs> Peter did give the universal signal for wipe this cum off my chest. Yeah. Yeah. I need you to nerd on me. Like, okay, sorry. I, uh, but like, it, I, I can, I I can control myself. I would have accepted like <laughs> Leia having another child. Once I get started, I just can't stop. About, rather than Palpatine coming back. Yeah. Like, I would have accepted being like, oh, there's another Leia child that no one knows about. I would have accepted that. You could just, more. you could just stop making it about one family. Stop. Yeah. And just make it about the... I'm, I'm talking about the trilogy. The galaxy that is... Gonna stop after that. So, anyway, just, like... Like, like I understand that she's lost, like, two of her kids, and, she, like, I get, like I, get, I get that. But, like, there's this woman who turns out to be, like, maybe, like, the first ever, like, freaking... I'm looking at this anymore. Yeah, please don't. Uh, like, the first ever android of Star Wars. Like, the first ever data. Um cool. But, like, no. They, they're called biots. They're, like, bi- biological robots. They're not. In that, um, they actually have, like... Bionicle is taken. They have... The, they're organic bodies built around an inorganic core. That's how they're described. So, like, the like Terminator? Like a Terminator. Like Thank a Terminator. you. Um, Biot? Yes. Bio- that, sound, that sounds yeah. like a Gen Z version of like, like Gaiat or whatever the fuck that is. It's terrible. Not a good. Like it's like an acronym for some weird thing. I grew up in the Biots. The Biot era. Yeah. Anyway, Biot equal. Um, ah, that worked. <laughs> no, it didn't. Um, but like, have they so, done that before? Have they made like androids like that in Star Wars? No. Um. Again, science fiction. So they they have to have, like. Her hair is full, like it's like okay. Anyway, so this well, woman I, I is manipulated. Kind of no, like, she's manipulated by Marvin and uh, his brother is not, is not pervert brother brother, brother. Um, and so she has to basically she's basically like like a spy, and she's been selling them out in exchange for her insulin, and um, so. Her Star Wars version of insulin. The space insulin. Yeah. Um, and uh, she... Basically, to prove that she's a biot, tells the doctor that droid to... That sounds so stupid. To prove, that, to prove that she's not human, she has to... Like, she gets the doctor... 
the doctor droid to cut open her arm and then dig out the fucking metal bone underneath. So it hurts. Terminator. Like Terminator. No. It does, she doesn't feel pain? Well, no, because like her like her whole like immune system is shutting down because he hasn't had her fix yet. Um, so she, like the movie Terminator 2, she rips out the metal from her arm to prove that she's yeah. a robot. Right. Literally Terminator 2. Um, it's Terminator, but like... Her... What came first, this book or Terminator? Terminator. Terminator. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Get that fucking guy out of here, Peter. Right. I don't like that guy. <laughs> oh. um, so. He's like you times ten. Aww. Like, try, just trying to find no. it. So she's. Any way to, like, find, find reason. So she's manipulated. So she's been, so she's been, she's like being like basically blackmailed into doing this, mm. and she's proven that she's a biot, and Leia's just like, still fuck you for getting my husband jailed, and I'm just like, no, that's not fucking Leia. She should be the one person in there on her fucking side. Are you sure, this is a Star Wars book. I I don't know anymore. Who they just put it? the character names in there and then made a science fiction story. What if that's what they did? What if someone wrote a book and just put Star Wars? This was several people. This was a. This is like literally. An but it's author owned story. by Lucas and like Lucasfilm. It yes. was distributed through them. Yes. So, so it's not so Del Rey and all that. How many people are accredited to this? Kenny Travis, Troy Denning, Aaron Alston wrote a few. Timothy Zahn had a few hands in it. Um, this was about a half a dozen people, maybe. Okay. And then other people Shadow. writing side stories that have nothing to do with these core characters. How many people wrote one book? No, this one, uh, Troy Denning wrote the one book. Like, they have one author at a time uh-huh. on each book. They're not that stupid. That's what I'm asking. You're talking about one book. Right, I'm talking about one book. But yeah. across the entire expanded universe, in terms of, like, telling the core, like, Skywalker story, they had, so like, six you, people you, on so that. So you have been talking about more than one book? No. Crucible is one book. So just make sure you're not talking about one person is responsible for this weird, like multiverse version of Star Wars that just didn't make it in Visions. Yes. Um, so Crucible is the culmination of that expanded era that these six people built. So it was adhering to all those rules. But I'm just reading, I'm just listening to this. Sound like a Star Wars. I'm listening to this and I'm just like, this is all fucking stupid. And it, they don't even know if it was a mortis monolith or not. Was it a good I'm just like, this is fucking a waste of time. Did you finish it? Yes. Damn, Out of spite. What was the voice actor again? Uh, Mark Thompson. Yeah, as always. Still Mark. Okay. Yeah, still Mark Thompson. Still really good. Tried to make the best of it. Okay. Um, God bless him. So glad he doesn't have to put up with that shit anymore. <laughs> Woo. Um. So yeah, it was just terrible. Sentient shit. Sentient Sith Meditation Sphere. So I love all the naked clones. You weren't kidding about the naked clones? No, I was not. I thought that was a bit. I thought you no. Sh- I thought they cloned them was real, but no. them being naked. Why were they naked? What were they? Because naked they weren't for? developed yet. They weren't psychologically developed yet. They were still in their tubes and they got oh, removed early. Oh, well, yeah, you're not going to just be- sex toys then. Also, Marvin really wanted to see them fucking naked because he's horny. But they, like, described them being naked? Or did they just say they were in the tubes and they weren't fully cooked yet? Or did they... Did yes. They, did they mention in the book that they were naked? I think he yes. said yes to both. Yes. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, it is. It is weird. It's, it, 
Is there? I don't see a cat. I don't see a cat at your door. So yeah, that's. Weird. Nor do I see that's any like book. sock dolls. It's a weird. I think book. that's Lucasfilm tapping into our, this room, and being like, "Shut the <laughs> fuck up if you want a job later on." That's a weird um, book. I think. Let's uh, move on. It book. was just so dumb. It was just so dumb. I agree. That sounds stupid. And I'm just like. For Star Wars, that sounds real dumb. Like the. The expanded so the universe. I'm so glad. Like I'm so glad it's can, it's like not canon because like now there's like an overall. They understand that it's fantasy too, guys. This is too. Stop much trying to explain the fucking force. Too much sci-fi. Like they get in. They get in there to this monolith. They don't even know if it's Mortis, which that was that was fucking stupid. It's like it's fucking Mortis. Okay. It's Mortis. Okay. I believe you. And they're like, no. They're like, I don't, I don't know. It could have been. <laughs> You're laughing like you would. <laughs> it could be Mortis. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I like this guy. Let's get. I like this one. I like this voice a lot. <laughs> Ooh, it's just science fiction. Fuck. You sound like a fan. It sounds like we've discovered what you fantasy, like. Fantasy, more like fantasy. Am I right, guys? Oh my God. Okay. It sounds like he's a fantasy guy. <laughs> it sounds like we nailed it. Oh yeah, I dream about Carrie Fisher all the time. I mean, I do. Naked. Yeah. Hell Can yeah. you explain like how they described them being naked? They just said they were naked. Okay. Why would you mention that? I don't. They're know. in the tubes. The, the just... character is horny. You said it. The character is horny. The, so, the, so the, was, one of the villains is horny. Yes. Okay, so it was the story was narrated through that guy at that time. It Pretty wasn't. Much, yeah. It wasn't the writer like. Yeah. You're naked. Well, well, why not? I mean, books could offer everything. Just so, just so I, I am just so. If you think Amorous isn't gonna have people? If Quentin Tarantino made a Star Wars movie, it would be this, um, but better. So, yeah. Well, I'm, that sounds crazy. That's bad. I'm glad they ended it on a bad note to create those movies. Yeah. Sounds like that canon ate itself pretty bad. Clones. Just clones everywhere. A bunch of Luke's and Leia's and shit. Fuck that. No, so I was convinced that... It was like, I, was, I was listening to... Because I was listening to these books and I was like, so Luke in the new timeline is Luke without Mara Jade. Because Mara Jade was very much like steered his like emotional side... Especially after he got turned to the dark side by another Palpatine clone. Oh my god, I'm so over it, man. That was that was that's that's that was in old canon. It's it's so it's a, it's a book you can get. It's, it's just book. it's so comic. Thank you. Oh well, that makes more sense. It's soap opera level, but like it's space like, opera. Yeah. It was his like, twin brother. I mean, yeah, it was. Oh no, it's space were, opera. Space were, opera. Yeah. I mean, that's the point. But they like, were, he... They were serials. They but were like, Mara serials. Jade really steered that ship in more ways than one, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's she really took control of the stick. Ooga! Sounds like an egotistical um, asshole now. Yeah, and so, like... But when she died, he kind of was just like, well, I'm not allowed to feel this, so I'm just gonna, like... Well, no. Though he did, he did react very strongly to it, but, like, he kind of just recovered. Um... But, like, this, like, in our timeline, The Last Jedi, it's if, like, she never existed. And I'm just, like, I forgot how Crucible went. And I was, like, I'm glad we got the Luke we got in Last Jedi. That's a more compelling narrative. I agree. Like, 
You can't now. You can't convince me of that. He fired ball. live rounds at a student because he was confident. Yeah, I mean, I just I think it's really. And then they made the kid start over like he went to kindergarten. Should I fucking kindergarten because he yeah he had an ego man. over he had a fucking ego. No, it just proves that the Jedi were fucking stupid. This is like prequel Jedi. Because they were afraid to train their next mortal enemy. Just stop. Prequel Jedi shit. Just stop. Prequel Jedi shit. No way. That's fucking arrogant as fuck. Either you live with it, or you just stop. Yeah, dude. Last Jedi rules, man. God. Fix this problem, dude. The brain drain happened, and it happened real quick. The brain drain. The brain drain happened. It was real quick. I sound like Dane DeHaan. Um, Someone Yogi Bear. (laughs) Poor Dane DeHaan. Um, Anyway, I'm done. All right, rant over. What a weird fucking story. Fuck! I'm going to steal at least one of those for the server Brian spinoff. Just for your sake. Damn it! Like, I'm, we're gonna make a ship that's a ball with that. <laughs> if this was Bionicle, it would make more we, sense. We should just listen to Crucible. What, what's weird is in, in that story, which probably most people... I, 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 I dare you. To listen to Crucible? Like, if you could last through that, I would 100%... I, I just started a bunch of audiobooks all the, talk about. All the credit. Well, I, I don't know if I have the time. I'm audiobook crazy right now. You'll hear about it. Oh, d- don't worry. There's no rush. Nobody's getting it on... on um, nobody's getting it on Libby. Is it, a, is it free on YouTube? No. What did you listen to it on? Uh, I, listened, I listened to it uh, through the um, through my uh, library. Like, the, so Libby... Gotcha. You have a library card. You have a library card. Library cards are awesome. I gotta read mine. Anyway, um... I'm done. Take me away, guys. How about you, Peter? Take me away! Uh, I watched Primal again, which is a TV show, a cartoon, um, produced by Gendi Tartakovsky? Yeah, because I always forget there's a K in there, so I always say Tarkovsky, Mm. but it's Tartakovsky. Mm. Really, really. Samurai Jack, uh, really 2003 Clone Star Wars. Wars. Yep, Samurai Jack, Primal. He did. Uh, I think he, yeah, he produced two Love, Death, and Robots episodes, in different seasons. He got Obi Wan killing some storms. Yeah, Mace Windu, wiping out freaking droids. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, he he has a sense of like, action. And he's he really just, does. He's not afraid to put that shit in a, it animate that because some of that stuff is just so daunting to, just conceive of. Okay, all of these things happen. We have to. We literally have to have someone draw this mm-hmm. frame by frame. All of these elements. Yeah, he's just he's so game for it. That's a sixty hour. Week. It's what the showcase of every episode is. Yeah, he he just has, he has that ability in any project that he's working on. He can he can fit it in there. He can fit some good action in there. Uh, w- with this though, he has he has a gift with the whole idea of show don't tell. You know, with filmmaking, with right. with animation especially, because uh, it you know why would you have someone just standing there explaining all of their feelings when you could have them like murder a giant dinosaur because another dinosaur that looked like that dinosaur killed his entire family. He's trying to seek revenge, but revenge is never the answer. Right. He says one... The main character, who goes by... 
That fucking door, dude. They're trying to get in. He goes by a spear, and he says one word the entire series. Multiple seasons. He says one word. Wow. So that's that's the kind of vibe that, that we're going with here, where he... There's other languages. I don't know if they're actually speaking or if it's just um, more primitive versions of, you know, what what Vikings would speak. In I imagine they're speaking. I imagine they're just speaking per- perfect Latin. I don't know, and I'm not. I'm not educated, especially with language, so I'm just very ignorant in that sense. So I, I don't know if it was based on you know uh, an old version of the language or mm. if it's just they just grabbed accents and, you know, threw it in a random language generator and called it a day just because it's, it's primitive times. You're also, you're, you're also dealing with dinosaurs and prehistoric creatures and human beings at the same time, which is for the majority of the, how history went. Yeah, that is, that is totally how that shit went down. Um, the art style is awesome. I, I just, I love Gendy's work. He always... He always has, um, I don't know. You just it's kind of boxy. His drawings have texture to them. Yeah. And I even even with the two, uh, well, he it was three D, but the Tron Uprising show. Yeah. Mm. So his style, it kind of showed through that. It was it was more of just his character design, but but I think. The action scenes have, have good, I don't know. With Tron, with Tron Uprising, the, the action was good, but uh, just a little bit, a little bit different. So, something felt missing. It just felt a little too polished. So I, I'd like his, um, his 2D stuff more. I don't know if that was just because he was dealing with Disney. I mean, he was producing it. It's not like he was animating it frame by frame and writing the story word for word. Yeah. This he had more control over. And it's just a simple premise with, like I said, uh, a, a primitive man. I'm not entirely sure if he's a Neanderthal or not. Uh, his family gets brutally murdered. I mean, just swallowed whole, cut in half. Both his kids and his like, the equivalent of a wife Mm. by a pretty nasty-looking T-Rex sort of thing. And so the first couple episodes, he's just on the hunt of fucking killing this thing. And he, like I said, he's, he's a primal version of, of a human being. So he doesn't, he doesn't speak. He just, he sleeps, he wakes up, he hunts for food, and he tries to, you know, murder wrong people. So he... Uh, stumbles upon that dinosaur. It's like a giant red T-Rex with like a horn on his head or her head. And he starts to hunt it down. He stumbles upon another family of the, the just a T-Rex-like family, mm-hmm. way smaller, they're blue, and he's like, oh, fuck, I almost just murdered the wrong the wrong thing. So he has he has a moral compass, and obviously the mother of of that family starts to attack him, and he's like, "Oh fuck me!" Ah! And he, you know, he's forced to fight her back because he started to like you know take the eggs and shit. It just was bad news. 
And then, as they're fighting, the T-Rex that murdered his family shows up. As those two are fighting, and they're both, they stop, and they're like, oh, fuck. I mean, this, the the T-Rex that um, is called Fang, the, the blue one, I guess the size of, like, little smaller than a giraffe you know it's it's big you can ride it you can fit multiple people on the thing but it's not like jurassic park level of scale but this red like an allosaurus yeah this this giant horned t-rex the red thing this thing is like a fucking building and you don't realize it until its children run away and you realize that they're fighting the children of the thing and so this thing is like Twice as big, three times as big. They managed to kill it, but the, her eggs get moidled. Oh, boy. Yeah, the babies, the eggs, it's all gone. Her her family is now gone as well. So, like, got in, uh, like 1998 Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And it's not because he, did, he didn't <laughs> he didn't lure that dinosaur there. It was just by happenstance. This, I mean, these this creature is just on the hunt for you know, easy, easy kills. It's trying to raise its own. I see. So they wind up killing the entire family. They wind up killing its kids as well, even though that they're just as big as... Is freaking Sicario or it's, something? It's fucking... It's kill or be killed. And this is the first fucking episode of, like, it... You, you may think on it later and go, well, you know, that, that family's also trying to eat and also trying, you know, to survive. And it's just wherever your frame of reference is. Sure, they drew the dinosaurs looking evil with red eyes and made well, they Well, they mean they say it in the quote every time. The earth was all but one thing, and death. Mm-hmm. That's all they thought about. So they... This show lasted a, a while, and it's, I believe, renewed for a third season. Wow. Uh, the, fir- the first season was more about um, Spear and Fang's relationship, the, the human and the dinosaur and their mm-hmm. relationship. And she's not like a dumb dinosaur. She's like, I mean, it's smarter than a dog. This this thing can understand abstract thought and planning and all sorts of stuff. She's her own character. It's it's not just like a, I ride this thing. This is like my, my trusted steed mm-hmm. sort of thing. She has her own conscience and everything. The second second season gets more involved with not your typical stuff. Like what we're seeing right now is a lot of just killing and trying to survive and uh, having having their relationship build. But once their relationship is solid and they trust each other no matter what, then it starts to get into like really freaky shit. And this trailer is not a good, not it's, a good reference point. Cause, season, right? Yeah, because what we're seeing right now is just there. You go. There's giant bats gigantic bat like demon bats and then there's um monkeys and they have their own rituals they have basically the equivalent of a fight club so they drink this like oil and it turns them into like a hulk version of themselves and then they battle to the death it it doesn't you think it's just going to be about like them trying to survive and build a relationship and then it gets into like witches or some shit there's a whole episode about like witches and it's it goes deeper than that, and each each episode does have substance and meaning to it. You can take away stuff for one of my favorite episodes is the witches one. Uh, a lot of it is just like missing 
like missing your family, you know, your, your love transcends whatever you do. I mean, it's fucking interstellar, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, you're always going to find that interstellar reference in anything you watch. It's love, cars, what sucks. keeps us together. So the the witch episode, one of my favorites. He he, and Fang stumble upon a ritual that's happening, and they do so because there's a just grown man screaming in the woods, just blood curdling screaming. They're like, what is happening? So they go and they and they they do a lot of fucking around and finding out. If they didn't just follow these strange noises, they would probably be safer. Yeah. More often. But I mean, it could this, be food. Yeah, they, they, that's also true. So they, they go and check it out, or they try and, you know, nip it in the bud and kill the thing that's killing that guy so that it doesn't go after them in the future. Mm-hmm. But no, it's a guy strung up between two giant, like, monoliths of stone, and he has these glowing green ruins all over him, all over his body. And there's a group of, I mean, they're... They're kind of like witches. They're like small, small little like goblin old lady things with like deer antlers coming out of their heads. They don't look, you know, friendly. Obviously, this guy's screaming bloody murder is like green flames are like underneath him. Uh, and he is then, I'm paraphrasing here, he's then turned into a baby in a very weird fucking way. Benjamin Button? The, there and like the lead kingpin witch is involved and she plays a role where she is able to like convert the person into a baby. And it seems like they only go after like very fit males. It's strange. And he turns into a baby, and then the the witches start to like hiss at each other. And then the the kingpin witch hands the baby off to a specific underling witch. And then that that underling witch is, like, very protective of that kid. And all the other witches want a kid as well. And then there's uh, our main witch of the episode. They all capture our man, Spear. And he gets strung up just the same. And you start to see the... The perspective of the witch and you see her backstory and she had a kid produced the same way like everybody else does they all get like their own little child but that child just accidentally fell off a cliff they were having they were having a nice sunday afternoon they were fro- literally frolicking in the flower field picking flowers and goofing off and then this kid just plummets to their death and that witch is you know heartbroken and wants their kid back, and they will do anything, anything it'll take to get their kid back. And that means capturing Spear and turning him into a baby. And then she realizes, because she has witchy powers, she can kind of go into their memories and see their thoughts, just because she's a witch and she's magical. And she sees his life, she sees, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and she sees his family get murdered, all his kids get murdered, and then she just sees how he is coping with another person, another animal that went through the exact same thing with him. And she's like, fuck. Well, I can't ruin this guy's life just because I want a baby. Even though I want a baby, I can't, like, 
murder this guy. So then she sets him free and she fights back the uh, with the other witches because you know that, that's not gonna fly. They gotta mm. they gotta they gotta get going. They gotta make more babies for some mm. weird reason. So it's a good microcosm of an episode of what happens. It's not just about like murdering and obviously it looks amazing when they go on murdering sprees and hunting and you know it's all about the graphic violence. But there's so there's so much more to it. And that's just that's just one episode. There's uh, some other characters that, that come into play. We get to see more people later on, which is fun because then you realize, oh, this guy's like actually a primitive version of a human because then you see human beings next to him and he's just like a Goliath, like a just the equivalent of a thumb mm. when they're like an index finger. Like he's just he's so... He's so beefy and big. He's like, ooh, yeah, this guy, this guy ain't human. There's a reason he ain't speaking that much. So I think that's why him and um, Fang get along so well because they're they're both products of that world when the world is obviously going to other places. And they're sure they're these giant beings and monsters that are that are trying to you know find their way as well. But you can tell people are there and they're they're starting to make villages, they're farming, they have civilizations. It it's a mix between both of those worlds and I'm excited to see what the third season is going to be because it it seems to be years later. I don't I don't know. I mean, it depends if you guys want me to spoil it or not, but it it does seem to be No, you make it, you make it sound like it's worthy to watch just for the extra story stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's not like a one-off episode, you know, episode of the week. They don't really go together. It's a, it's a linear story. They do. They do have cause and effect later on, and there's one episode, which really isn't spoiling anything, uh, completely separate from this story. It takes place in present day, with posh thinkers and we're men. That's we, the one I watched. And we go and we sit next to a fireplace and we think and we talk about how cool we are, about, about all the things we do. Oh, the things they find out. Oh, yeah. Which was cool commentary on, on this show. It, the first time I watched that episode, I was like, I literally paused it to check that I was still watching Primal. I'm like, whoa. It's completely different take, and it was, it's not even, oh, it's not the last episode, it's just a one-off thing, yeah. basically commentary of what, what this show is, it's and what like, the primal state is. Are we, are we any different? Have we ever really changed? Exactly. Mm. You take away, you know, rules of, of society and constructs, what are you left with? You're left with your person, you're left with instinct, because we, we are animals, we are outcomes of millions of years if you want to believe in that sort of thing so in that episode this guy escapes from a pretty unkept prison this this guy is like the equivalent of what spear is and he's just he's got fangs in his mouth and he's just a primal killing machine he's not doing it to eat he's just doing it because he likes to do it and he likes the hunt and he's only using his bare hands to do it. He's just killing people in this, in this town. And the whole point of the episode is that, you know, what happens 
when you're put in those moments and you have to you have to act, you have to run, you have to do something about it. Are those primal instincts going to kick in or are you going to listen to reason and think, oh, I'm going to call the police. I'm going to avoid this problem. I'm going to talk to them like a civilized person would. No, it doesn't fucking happen. The convict comes into their house, murders everybody but two guys, and those two guys are the most physically fit of the bunch, and they just turn into primal versions of themselves. Like the, the main guy who is completely against the subject uh, was the one to kill that, that primal, like, primitive convict. And he snapped out of it. Like, once he killed him and he was like, uh, and then he dropped the stick he was holding and all this shit went down and he's just like, oh my God, what have I done? And his like half dead friend is just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty good show. I would also just recommend Gendy's other work, especially his, um, both of the Love, Death, and Robots episodes, they, they could be shows. I mean, the whole point of Love, Death, and Robots is that any of those stories could be a show because they're just so, they're so thought out and they're so immersed in their own worlds. It just feels like you could add to it. But his, his especially, his first one, um, was it Zima? Zima Blue? It's about a, a robot that in the future, uh, he he's more of a, a mystery, and you don't really figure out he's a robot until later. But he is, he's an artist, and he would paint just these amazing murals, and then he would just keep oh, yeah. he would keep painting them bigger and bigger and bigger until they're the size of the fucking moon, like huge. And he's obviously really big in the art community in the in the Fufu Shishi people community, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> you know, you know those, you know those people. Yeah. So he starts to paint a little, a little blue square in his, in his work. Have you seen this? No, I actually okay. haven't. So he starts to paint a little, little blue square in his work. You don't notice it at first because it's really small. Mm. But as, he, as the years go on, that blue square becomes bigger and bigger and it's always in the center of the painting no matter what the painting is how beautiful it is he will put that blue square in there gets bigger and bigger and bigger until the only thing he's painting is the blue square and it's the size of a planet at that point this this giant painting that's just put together by drones and scaffolding floating in space it's just one giant blue square that's his that's his last art piece and the story is being told through a uh, the audience surrogate, an interviewer of like who this guy is, and what he does, and he says, and he explains that he's he's traveled the cosmos at this point. He has been to every planet imaginable. He's changed his body to the point where he can just just with his own body, nothing added to it. He could go to a lava planet and walk through the magma if he wanted to. Just go for a swim. So he's, he's experienced all these things and he's just like, I'm done. This is it for me. He's like, what, what do you mean? And he goes, well, let me tell you a story. He talks about how this, this young girl would tinker and make robots and they would give, she would give them one specific task to do. 
and there was one robot, a pool cleaning robot. And all it did was just swim around the pool and clean the tiles. That's all it did. Mm. I'd love to do it. And as the years went on, she progressed in her skills and she kept, she kept tinkering with that robot and that robot would become just a normal cleaning robot. It would get an arm or a leg added. More years went on and it becomes like a full-on butler. And then it just gains sentience and moves on with his life. And hundreds of years later, he is Zima Blue. And his last piece of work is a giant blue tile because it's <laughs> the only thing that he can think about. He's just like, I know so much now. I want to go back and be that be that thing, that robot that's content with just swimming in a pool. No worries, no nothing. So he full on, like, he doesn't kill himself. He just deconstructs himself amongst, like, millions of people. Because he debuts on, he did this on his debut of his last painting, the giant blue square. Mm -hmm. There's a pool, and he just dives in and piece by piece falls off until the core center is at that pool cleaning robot is still in him. He mm -hmm. starts to clean the pool again. And that's the end of the episode. Wow. That's one of my favorite ones. On top of it being Gendy's work, because I just love his art style, but just the, the idea and the story, it's all in fucking 20 minutes. It's crazy. So yeah, I've, I've been on one in animation itch right now, just trying to find mm -hmm. stuff. And I, and I really like that one. The ending, I always forget for Primal, has a a big enough cliffhanger that I'm really excited for season three. And granted, season one had a you know decent cliffhanger, but it wasn't it wasn't like I mean they, they could have closed the book on this second season. They could have just been like, we're done. Mm. But instead, they have a little hint at the end, and then obviously you can quickly Google is blank renewed for a new season, and then you can find your answer that way. And yes, it is. But I don't know how long it's going to take. <laughs> so yeah, there was, there was this. I wanted to watch a, a new animation. So I've watched one episode so far in like the span of a week. because mm -hmm. I've been fairly busy. Um, it's called Scavenger's Rain. And it is on, I think it's on, yeah, it's on Max. And this thing, this thing is fucking awesome. This thing is what your weird sci-fi Star Wars book should be. Star Wars. Yeah. It was just, ah, oh God. So this thing also um, produced by the a studio that was involved in Love, Death, and Robots. I forget the episode title, but I am fairly certain it was the vampire one. Any of you guys have seen that? But this is a, a sci-fi world. I only have seen... I think the, I've seen the trailer for this. I've only seen the first episode. But these... This community is trapped on this um, planet. And the only way is to just... The only way to get off of it, because... Like in the real world, people would rather just let a few die 
miserably then deal with the problem because they, you know, have other things to do, like make money at their jobs or can't can't put the whole world on hold just because these people are trapped on a planet. They'll figure it out. So what these people have to do is call their ship, their mothership, with a bunch of other damaged ISO chamber, you know, sleeping pods and call that ship down so they, together, more people can work on this problem and try and get off of this fucking planet. Mm. That's, that's just the first episode. But this world is immaculate. This, this world is not just like, we're going to go on a, a little adventure and we're just going to see a few aliens. That's not what the story's about. We're just going to see a few of these things. Because a lot of the Star Wars stories, you'll see an alien in the foreground and it'll make a noise or it's a little puppet and you'll be right. like, ah, oh, okay, all right, let's move on. Yeah. Space, space drugs. Let's, let's, let's talk about space drugs on this desert planet. But this focuses on the world that these people are in down to like the fauna, the flora, how these creatures work. This is like my, this is my dream come true in a, in an animation. <laughs> like I am obsessed with speculative zoology and just made up things that nerds think about for years of their life and just make an entire world, an entire ecosystem with, with, you know, a, a pyramid of, of fauna and flora and how it all works and correlates to each other. Like it's really fucking cool. And these people that are trapped on this world, they're using their resources to their advantage. So they're not just like in a, in a little, you know, makeshift hut counting their days off, like one by one. Oh, we're just going to fucking die. They're, they're using this planet sometimes a little too much. And you see like, you see like these creatures and how they're just so amazing and, and content with their world. But once you add humans to it, you notice a, a distinct change in the ecosystem and you see, gosh darn colonialism, almost the, the first scene. It's so out of context. This guy is like rummaging around and you think it's like in a weird, like, I don't know, the equivalent of a rabbit hole with like weird gooey things mm -hmm. surrounding him. And he's moving around and he's, he's pulling on these like strings almost and there's cords and it's almost like technologic. And he, and he basically pulls this cord with these two glowing orb things and they look so sort of organic. And it, it's, it's until he pulls them off and he stabs a slit, a huge hole through, through the thing that he's in and he crawls out of that you realize he's in a giant animal that he's just extracting these things from. Oh, wow. And this animal's fine. This animal just continues to stand there. It's eating grass. It's kind of like a cow. And these orbs that he pulls out he like clacks them together, shakes them, and they start to glow. And all of that work was so they could use those things as flashlights to get to the, the main goober of the episode, the thing that they had to go get. It was in like a, ba a battery to call the ship down. All of that work, like you extracted those two things from that animal, that was it. And the animal looks fine. It's not bleeding out. 
you see the slit in it, and it's just like casually eating. Yeah. And at the very end of the episode, after everything is said and done, and the story progresses, it just for the credits, it cuts back to that animal, and it is just decomposing exactly where we last saw it. Humans, man. This planet ain't stupid. This planet seems like like an Avatar sort of situation where it, it is alive. The planet mm -hmm. itself it seems to be alive. The ecosystem on it is like really advanced. That that cow thing is nothing. We're seeing like weird weird aliens that seem to be more than just animalistic. They seem to have like a, a primitive drive, but they seem to also have more of an understanding of the world that they're in that that the humans would think they wouldn't be. And they don't necessarily look like people. They would be like a giant, basically a, her a giant hermit crab the size of a school bus with multiple legs. And the only way it can navigate the world is with its legs, obviously, but with three giant like antennae tongue that can see, smell, touch, all of it. And they're like after this one human being they're not, like, grazing the planet for food. They're, like, actually after this person, this chick, and her her sad fucking robot that she mistreats. They're after her in her little sanctuary that she's made mm -hmm. out of the ruins of her ship. They're, like, targeting her. There's an entire swarm of these creatures just trying to fucking kill her. Uh, there's... I haven't seen that fucking alien yet. There's one I don't think that's in the trailer, but... You've seen the the ginger guy with the with the beard. Yeah. Um, he's trapped in a, in a little ship, and he's so scared to leave. The only the the only way he can get food now is if he sticks his hand through a little crack in the ship that's on this planet to just feel for food. That's it. So one hole he sticks his arm out of hoping that there's something there that he can eat. Ugh. Wow. Scavenger's ring. It's fucked. Like, go outside and figure it out, dude. Touch grass. There's, like, <laughs> open, can empty cans all around him. He's got nothing left. He's got no choice but to leave, and he doesn't. It cuts to an alien, almost like a koala sort of thing. Um... Like a koala and a lizard combined. And this this thing is on, on this tree and it it finds a, a, a little a little alien made of like three legs. It's really cute, really, really adorable. Mm. And it has this energy, this white energy that starts to like emit from its forehead. Like straight up Goku style. I don't even know, man. It was so weird. And then the little, the little critter that it's looking at starts to get mesmerized by it and stays put. And then black ooze comes out and floats out of this alien's mouth, goes into every orifice of that poor little critter. And then that little critter is being mind controlled by this koala alien to go and grab berries because it's too fucking lazy to do it itself. <laughs> Black tears coming out of its mouth. What does that remind you of, Alex? <laughs> Lots of things. But I, I wasn't meant to feel! Oh, God. Man. Bring it. Put it online, man. 
Put Surfer online. Okay, so that was like really weird. Yeah. And this entire planet seems to have an energy to it. Like they can use vines for cords, for wiring. Like it. it's not like tree bark is just tree bark and wood and you can burn it on this mm-hmm. planet. It's like, oh no, you could, you could use that and uh, turn, turn it into like a liquid and then that liquid would allow you to breathe underwater. Some crazy shit. Like they can find an animal that they put that crustacean on their face and then they can breathe toxic air because mm. it's like a purifier. But anyway, um, the weird psychic koala thing finds the ship that that scavenger is trapped in. Mm-hmm. Or not, he's, not, he's not trapped, I'm sorry. That he's willingly putting himself in. He's walled himself in. Yeah. It finds him and through the glass, it produces the weird glowing energy from his forehead. It entrances him. Black goo goes into his mouth and he just casually walks out of that ship and starts walking with it. This planet is so alive and it's self-aware. It's trying to fucking get rid of this cancer before it gets worse. And then by the end of the episode, obviously, they get that ship down and it crash lands. And there's there's some more cancer for you. But I don't know if that one specific koala alien thingy was doing it because it saw the guy Mm -hmm. and it sympathized with him and... It kind of put him in um, a dream state. And so he's like with his loved one. They're having dinner and they're happy. And then he snaps out of it. And he's like, oh, what happened? What happened? Where is she? Where is she? And the koala's like, ugh. And shuts him off again and starts walking. So I don't know if the koala at first was trying to just use him because it was using other animals to just get food for it. Or if it was sympathizing with him and trying to get him to safety. Not sure yet. I think it's the former. I think it's just trying to fucking kill him right. or use him in, in some way. But it is it is a very interesting show. These characters are... I, I don't even get into the human beings, really. They're, they're pretty unique crew. I don't know if they all know each other. I think the ship was big enough that they're all just in sleeper pods trying to get somewhere. And they fucking ran off course and crashed. And no one gives a fuck to save them. Because it's too much work and too much money too. Literally, the one of the first shots is like, "Hey, did you hear about that ship that's like trapped on this blah 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 sciency words?" And the guy's like, "Eh, we got a job to do. Let's go do it." How how far? Oh fuck them. So even the humans don't even care about the humans. Wow. Yeah, it's a very 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 interesting show. Obviously, from the trailer, some of them know people, but. It's pretty trippy, man. Just just the alien world itself takes some acid and watch it. It's very much worth it. Just the first episode. Yeah, it's definitely like looks like one of those like just those trippy. Reminds me of, of um, that Natalie Portman movie. She goes to the she the Annihilation. Oh yeah, it does feel it, it is very you're very immersed like in Annihilation where the well in Annihilation it's the other way around. A cancer basically plummets into the earth and starts to spread itself and causes havoc. But in, re- in this case, it seems like with where, where they're trying to narrate the story, it seems like the people are the bad ones, despite trying to save themselves and yeah. 
and go on. And, they're also trying to get off. Yeah, they're they're trying to they're trying to get the fuck out of there. They don't want to be there. There's giant crab things that are trying to kill them with tongues. Like it's freaky. They don't want to be there anymore. And I don't think the planet wants them to either. Very cool looking though. Uh, yeah, so I went from primal, and then I was like, it's uh, this is also on Mac. So if I was trying to create my own little playlist, right, of, of cartoons to watch about sort of worlds and trying to survive. Hmm. Very cool. The imagery is great. It does look good. Hmm. Nice. And I think that's. I think that's it. There's, um, right now, Jake and I are, we've been talking about the Surfer Brian spinoff. Uh-oh. For a show. It's going to, obviously, it's going to take a very long time. Yeah. Just where we're at in life, but we also want. And also, there's a strike going on. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we're on strike right now. Yeah. I, I'm on strike with school. I'll say that to John. Exactly. Sorry, I'm on strike. I can't write any scripts. No, the writers are not on strike. We'll just wait three months. Wait two more months. Okay. Well, I won't be in school. It'll be on break. Fuck, you're right. They right. did that shit I, on purpose. I can't help you, dude. Fuck. I can't help you. Anyway, full circle back to your weird Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. One, of, one of the main ideas um, that I had well over a year ago now when I wrote the, the initial kickoff yeah, for, yeah. for the Surfer Brian spinoff show is that he gets involved with a sentient spaceship like a full on free thinking more than just like Hal from more than more than that it is like it's own thing it has a personality it's like TARS you brought that wow. shit up. it doesn't look like a giant ball with bat wings I was thinking more of like a fucking spaceship than whatever the hell that is. I can't wait to get my phone back. Like I need to look, look I need to look up ship. Like that this is literally just called ship. That's dumb. That's Ben <laughs> That's 10. So dumb. Ben 10 does that with the character. <laughs> and it is also a sentient ship. And it's called ship. I wonder if they fucking took that. <laughs> is it also like a Giant uh, floating testicle with bat wings? No, but it's it, it, it's from the species. <laughs> broke Alex. I forget what it's called, <laughs> so but dumb. they the species is like a basically if a computer was goop, and so that computer can go on any any robotic technological surface and upgrade it and turn it into something else. Mm. And so ship could fucking like, I don't even know, absorb a, a jet and turn it into, like, a war machine if it wanted to. And it just goes, Chip. it's like a dog. Like a Pokemon. Dude, they totally fucking took that from that weird knockoff multiverse Star Wars story. Down to the fucking name. I can't it was the most wait to go. franchise. The books were pretty popular, too. Either that or they were, both of those instances, they were too lazy to come up with a name, so they just called it Chip, which is equally as possible. They have thousands and thousands of names for different ships, and they just ran out of ideas, and it's called Is it gray? I don't know. It could be red. I imagine it's red. 
Well, that's one color. We'll find out. We'll find out during the break. We'll find out uh, between recordings. Yeah, so hopefully I'll have more time to watch this show, but I doubt it at this rate. So Yeah, you're about to get like freaking swamped. I'm already swamped, man. Oh no. It sucks because I know what it's like to be behind like that. Yeah, but I, again, you were sick for two weeks. It's not like he doesn't know that. Yeah. yeah. It was more than that altogether. Yeah, he knows that. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to email him and be like, all right, I, I have literally spent since Thursday, day and night, on this project. And the only thing that I've done in between that is slept. No, you absolutely have. Yeah. Like, uh, I think I've proven the fact that even if I wanted to, I couldn't at this rate. I've been grinding on this thing for four fucking days straight. Straight. And I haven't even done two of the other things that are also due. That's, wow. That's personal stuff. You have stuff. leeway. You have leeway. Yeah. But the, yeah, the, the problem is if, you know, if he does grant me that, which he probably would, he's a very understanding and compassionate mm. person. Yes. The problem is the stuff that he assigns in the meantime and later, then I'm just playing catch up for the rest of the time. I think that's just going to be the way it is. But at the same time, yeah. it's not like you're lazy and you're not doing anything. You're still exactly. doing the work. I think yeah. you'll recognize that. Yeah. You'll, you'll be fine. You're with John. So I've been, my only semblance of peace is like when I eat breakfast and I watch a 20 minute thing. That's how I was able to watch Rain. I was watching Primal when I was sick. Uh, but, uh, but I'm hoping that um, this will give me some ideas for the Surfer Brian spinoff. I already have a million ideas and so does Jake. And we're, we're trying to make this a calling card. Oh, yeah. Because with Adventures of Zemanak Episode 7, that was a couple years ago now. He worked mm. on it for a year. So within the time span uh, after he shot it and he was working in post-production for a year, he had already developed as uh, a writer, a director, a filmmaker, an editor. So much so that like it, it was... It was cool, but it was weird in a good way to see that project that we made years ago finally come to life. And it was like a lot of the jokes we liked, a lot of the storytelling we liked, but it was, I don't know. It, it's watching your past self make something and you're like, no, 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 ah, you could have done it like this, ah. Brian's been talking about that with the last album. It's the it's the evolutionary steps. I know as an artist you won't be able to do it, but it was necessary for that thing to exist oh, yeah. for the next thing to happen. Well, yeah. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. And it's a huge jump from the uh, episode six. Yeah. It, so what, what we want to do, our game plan, is take as much time as we need because we're not going to stress ourselves out by setting up, like, a due date. Mm. Um, but... Uh, now now that I am going to school for this stuff, and he is going to school for it as well, I'm just on the opposite end. I'm on the animation and, like, pre-production, post-production stuff, and he's more of, like, production work. Right. And he still, he still wants to direct and make stuff, but I'm, I'm the opposite. I want to be involved with the process of making the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so 
we're gonna up the ante. We're gonna have actual stop motion. It's not just holding the toy out of frame, which works. But we want to like, want to like really take it seriously. We want to have oh, yeah. legit effects in it. It's gonna be revolved around Surfer Brian and some misadventures that he has. Uh, we're gonna involve. A more diverse cast of people, oh, not boy. just aliens, but I mean like gender. Uh, yeah, I was we, we want to have a variety and a voice for more than just two guys. Yeah, we can only do so much. So we have that. Um, the biggest thing that I'm that I'm pretty stoked about is with the project that I'm working on right now with the rotoscoping. Mm. I have found out a way to bring in uh, footage, frame-by-frame frame footage into my animation program and animate on top of it, which means I could give Surfer Brian a face. Like robot Instead chicken, of Luke Skywalker's face. Like robot chicken style, like with the mouth, with the eyes. It would still be the Luke Skywalker face. I actually asked around um, in the Bionicle community because... There's a bunch of people in the community that make their own pieces. They print them or they design them in, you know, 3D, whatever applications, and then they print them. And so I asked around and I asked around the best, the best candidates that have worked with redesigning things, not just like Bionicle masks, but like that have done heads that are compatible with like the Star Wars weird construction figures that Lego made. Mm. And I asked them and they were just like, either didn't reply to me because the only, the only contact information I had was through the website of Shapeways, which is not a good website to message someone on. So I've no, and I've like reverse searched their name and it's gotta be a different username. Uh, so that didn't work. And then the other one that I asked, they're just like, so you want me to just like re-sculpt the face? I'm like, yeah, but like add hair to it. Like, doesn't have to necessarily be curly hair, just make it lumpy, you know, like make it within the style of that head. And, and they're just like, oh no. I'm like, but you've done it before, I'll pay you. Okay. Yeah, that was it. They just said no? Yeah, they just said no. And I, and I started, I wasn't overthinking in a negative way, but I was just like, did I overload them by just asking use this head but add hair on it i don't know because like the the mustache and the goatee thing we could just paint on ourselves that doesn't he said he had done it before he'd done it before he had made that sort of stuff before and he was just like no nah, it seems too complicated did he make the whole head with the hair yeah like he's made he's made that sort of stuff before so i don't know if it was just like bad timing and he just didn't want to tell a complete stranger on the internet his life story and why he couldn't do the thing, or if he was just like, no, I don't know. But um, my next semester is uh, advanced rigging, three D sculpting, audio and audio for media, and I forget the other thing. So all of those things involve me making things on a computer with 3d applications and editing to audio and all this sort of stuff where i'm like fuck it i'll just wait and do it myself 
Like Thanos style. Fine. I'll do it myself. Audio for media. You get to make a movie trailer. Darn tootin'. Darn tootin'. So yeah, that's that's where we're at. Figure out an update, you guys. Nice. We, we, we got a lot of the story figured out with what I told you a couple nights ago, Alex. You really, you really dug that idea. I'm just coming to terms with the fact that I'm going to have to wait a while for this and longer still for the resolution of the cliffhanger from episode 7. Yeah, but you get to see the process. It's yes, like I do get to see the process. It's not like server where we just uh, throw a shot in the dark for three or four And years. you're too late! Like, I bet you, if you look it up right now, there ain't no fucking screenings near us right now. We'll see. <laughs> During the break. My phone's preoccupied! I'm just saying... <laughs> But yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll send you the script and you can look at it. I just want to know. Well, uh, you know, we were talking about that. In time. And I and I asked him about, you know, episode eight. And he's not, he's not like done with it. He just, he needs a break. Mm. He, need, he needs to, he, he wants to make something that is within the universe that we've made. Mm. But that. That isn't, in a way, he doesn't want to top the episode. He's not thinking about it like that. He just, he doesn't know where to go. And he doesn't want to commit to something when he's made this overall arcing story with the narrative just gets better and better and better and better and better. And then, like, where do you go from there? Mm -hmm. And so he's thinking that instead of it being an hour, like, literally a feature-length film, minimum, hour and 16 whatever minutes mm -hmm. he's just going to be like a 30 minute episode for episode 8 oh boy going to bring a couple characters back but he's not he hasn't really been thinking about that he it's so funny I feel like we've been like mind melding and connected through Surfer Brian because when I called him and it had been a while since we actually talked on the phone just the phone mm -hmm. he was like yeah I'm not going to lie the only thing that I've been able to think about for literal months and months upon school projects and school projects is the server Ryan spinoff. Okay. And I've been the same way, just like stewing on this thing. And I was like, you have no idea how happy that makes me. Let's fucking go. Let's do this shit. Let's fucking do it. So we'll probably need help with someone who's already graduated. We'll probably need help Alex? lightening the load with he graduated from the School of Hard Knocks. In the Hard Knocks. <laughs> we'll need help from you and you. We'll get you guys involved just so it's not... I'll take a week back into it. Because what I told him is that although I appreciate and respect how he is able to make a movie pretty much on his own after mm. the work that we do in pre-production, because mm. I, I can do the voices, I can write, I can like literally create the characters and like send him the pieces so he can use them but i can't be there with him to shoot the thing right he's in indiana i i can't just drive down there for a weekend drive for 17 hours and hang out for a day and drive back right it's not like he's not my neighbor so we're planning on you know we'll come up with a story we will storyboard every single thing because when you Storyboard and animation, it is way more anal and hyper detailed than live action. Okay. It's just, you 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 can't just rely on the actor to improv a scene and opening a door and coming in and sitting down and just 
that actor coming up with those the nuances of the performance that moment you have you have to create that in post-production you have to do that by hand so we're going to storyboard everything and then the plan is that i can come over to him or he can come over to me and we are going to make duplicates of the characters so i can also do stop motion stuff and he can also do stop motion stuff at the same time but it'll be a long time before then and hopefully that'll be after I graduate, so I'm fully knowledged up in the dome. Well, hopefully I'm not sold out. Completely sold out by jury, by then. No. Okay. It's what you want to do. I know. How's that selling out? But I want to do both. Do what's the other thing? Help and help. He wants to do me. Yes, him. You can do both. Cecily doesn't have to know. He has no time frame. They've got a while to get this done. Dude, I might have a kid by the time we make this thing. That you know what that means. You it'll never get done. They leave. I keep this place by the way. Oh yeah, sure. I'd like to see that fly. Do you think Cecily would want to have a kid here? No. Yeah. God no. And I don't even want to have a kid in the next near forever future, so. Put it downstairs. I'm good for now. Put, it down, put the crib downstairs. It'll be fine. From, man, so. Put the crib downstairs. It'll be fine. Two holes to choose from then for a while. It'll be fine. It's three. Really no, 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 no. You just stay away from that third one. If you don't want a baby, yeah. Does he know about safe sex? I don't think so. I think he just raw dogs it every time. In the mouth <coughs> and in the butt, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going commando right now, too. I don't even think he believes in underwear. I believe it exists, yes. No, when your pants are checkered like that, they're just really long boxers. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I love it. It's the same material. All my boxers are checkered. I know. <laughs> How do you know that? Because he's my roommate. We live with each other. I put on pants every time I go to the bathroom. No, it's, it's a respect. That shit. We're comfortable. At least I'm not Winnie the Poohing it. Are you shitting in the hallway? Is that what you're saying? No. No, I mean, you Winnie don't the wear Pooh doesn't wear the t-shirt. t-shirt. You wear a t-shirt for Oh, how does... Okay. It's one of those things where it's appropriate the other way around. Exactly. If you're a guy. Yeah. You wear pants and you go shirtless yeah, if you're, like, night walking. Women wear... But it's, like, nothing. It's no, not even underwear. If, if you're wearing a t-shirt and you see your dangling dangling down there... <laughs> I've never done that. That's dangling, dangling. Even PJs. even when I'm alone, I take my shirt off because it feels weird. I'd rather be fully naked than like awkwardly have a shirt on and like my lower half is like, what is going on? Okay. The top half is comfortable. The lower half is like, <laughs> it's cold. Mm. Okay, so we're back on the way. Scavengers are in primal, and then now you're working on Surfer Brian. Surfer Brian. I mean, Surfer it'll Brian. it'll be a long. Long time coming. So, uh, Alex, tell Brian, congratulations on becoming a surfer. It's different Brian. This is a fictional character. Now, my brother... It doesn't have to be. It is. Probably need to work on that theory. It probably should be. To make a real surfer Brian? Yeah, live I'm, action I'm, surfer Brian should be Brian. Trust me. Titles are important. Jake and I have already talked about it. It's not surfer Brian, the real person. It's called surfer Brian. <laughs> Titles? There's more than one Brian in the world. It's going to be me, asshole. I'm the voice actor. I write the character. And he looks like me. 
No, he looks like Mark Hamill. He's blonde with blue eyes. We did that on purpose. Oh, I know a guy who would love him then. We want to make the head look you like don't me. don't look like Mark Hamill. Have you seen the head of that guy? He doesn't look like Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. I know that. He looks like Mark Hamill. The head sculpt? Do I have to? He looks more like Mark Hamill than you. Look at that picture of me. The young one. That's a foot. No, the young one. Pointing at a foot. Okay. (laughs) We want to remake the head to look like me, so we can do. Young you doesn't. Let me get to the goddamn point. Now, you don't look like Mark Hamill. Yes. Now. You've got a narrower face. We want to get to the the yeah, point where we could do little shorts of me in a fucking wetsuit on the beach, like being Surfer Brian and doing funny things. Okay. If it, if it uh, requires you, like weird if it requires you falling into the ocean, then really hung up I can be there to not. Why? It's cool to be Weird Al. Why don't you not want to be Weird Al? No, me not looking like Mark Hamill. No, you just don't we like we. I've literally <laughs> tried to ask someone to re-sculpt the head because I don't. We don't want it to look like Luke Skywalker, but Lego doesn't really make human heads. <laughs> and the top fucking scientists of the community are like, no. Alright. Seems like a lot of work for money. Even though I do it for free for myself. Like, what logic is there, dude? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I wanted to ask you why. You look like Mark Hamill. Jesus. <laughs> He's a roommate. He's just shooting straight. Anyway. I'd like to be more than his roommate and shoot a little bit more. Alex. <laughs> you want to make a movie? Uh, I, got <laughs> a, I got a list. Um, He's checking it for me. Shit, man. All right, so we watched Zootopia and Werewolf at Night. We also watched Over the Garden Wall with your girlfriend. That's true. Cecily? We rewatched it. Let me know which which thing you want me to look uh, at. Let's see. I rewatched Fantastic Mr. Fox again. Good fun movie. Uh, I rewatched Social Network last night. Mm-hmm. That's what you're listening. You finished the whole movie. I watched the whole fucking movie right here. Yeah, because in my head you didn't finish it. I'm like, well, what happened in the end? No, I finished the whole movie and then I went to bed. Zorkin's your favorite writer. It's because he could. I had to watch it up here. No, yeah, and that was fine. That actually helped me with the background noise. Yeah, I figured you'd you'd catch Andrew Garfield in there pretty quickly. Yeah, it's just a mostly very talking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's honestly a great movie to just listen to. It's fantastic. It's like it literally is. Per- it sounds like a podcast. The score is really good. Um, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, the first one. Uh, yeah, I rewatched that. It was really good. Um, I watched a lot of new stuff. I'd rather mostly talk about that. Mm-hmm. But um, out of the rewatches, I talked about Whole Nine Yards. Yeah. And I really do like that. I think everyone should watch that. It's a really funny, easygoing comedy about hitmen. Uh, I rewatched The Curious Case of uh, Benjamin Button. Wow. That's the other, Both Social Network and Curious Case are made by David Fincher. It's because The Kill is coming out and Blaine Check is doing those movies. I watched Seven not too long ago. I'd love to watch mm-hmm. Panic Room. It's almost winter, which means it's almost time for Dragon Tattoo. And Gone Girl is amazing. Um, and I'll probably watch that soon. But I, I like Curious Case. I've always stood for that movie. It's the better Forrest Gump. I'm trying to fall asleep. I watched that movie like years ago. It is better than Forrest Gump. It was written by the same guy who made who wrote Forrest Gump. Wow. It is 
it, it, like, it is just about how death will come for us all. Mm. And how you should just appreciate what you have in the moment when you have it. That time works in different ways. I just, I love it. I think it's beautiful. I think that movie's fucking beautiful. Um, but it's not Fincher's best, but it is very good. Out of the new stuff I watched, um, I watched the first season. Of, I watched the, the Zootopia season. Oh, you did? You watched it. Zootopia Plus. It's, it's basically all the... All, it's a all, show? It's Zootopia. a Zootopia show. It's basically Zootopia Vision. It's... They're basically short films that exist in tandem with the movie. So you could, like, when she gets on the train and her she's saying goodbye to her parents and she's on the train and that song comes on and it's, like, going through all the places and she's mm. going to the city. Throughout that entire adventure, one of her little sisters wouldn't say, didn't want to say goodbye to her, so she gets on the train trying to find her, but she can't hear her because she has headphones on. So the parents go through this whole car chase to try and rescue the baby sister off of the train. Meanwhile, Judy doesn't know any of this is going on. <laughs> That's wow. great. Um, little stuff like that throughout the movie. Yeah, I, I actually cool. really liked it. Um, there's a new movie out called Totally Killer, which uh, has the chick... Totally Killer! And was also in Mad Men. Um, she's really good in it. She's a great lead in it. She's incredibly charming. She's really growing into her own. Outside of that, um, the movie was okay. The movie was okay. Like, it owes a lot to Back to the Future. Um, and Happy Death Day 2. What's it called? It's called Totally Killer. It's on Prime. Totally Killer. It's about a chick who... Um, it owes a lot to finals, Final Girls, too. But it's about a chick who um, her mother is the only survivor of a murder spree that happened in the 80s. All her friends were murdered. And then on the anniversary 30 years later, her mother is murdered. But her best friend at the same time is building a time machine. So she goes back in time accidentally when the killer tries to kill her and breaks the time machine at the same time to the 80s and tries to stop the original killings. While at the same time, like, convince her friends and her mom and all that that she is from the future. Um, that's a movie. It's fun. It's a fun little movie. I, I did like it. It's very charming. And she is a great lead. I really liked her. One thing about it that I had a bit of an issue with is she befriends her mom in ways that Marty McFly doesn't with the dad. It's very obvious that he's like, you need to date this woman in, in Back to the Future. And he's like, I like her, but I'm nervous. And by the end, they're together, and it's like, thanks, Marty. Like, thank you for pushing that shit. That was really cool. Um, in this movie, like, she's looking at her mom and, like, spoilers being like, all your friends are going to die. You're going to die in the future. You need to fucking do something about this shit. And they so act like stupid teens at times. She never tells her she's her daughter, and there's no real explanation why. But she basically, towards the end of the movie, they, they both of them, together, the mom, like, makes the decision to put herself in a dangerous situation to help the daughter fight the killer as she tries to go back to the future. And there's no... There's no solving that connection. Like, the when she goes right. back to the future, the mom is, doesn't, like, sit there and be like, there was a friend that I knew who saved my life back then. They're in a situation in which the mom... Okay, so you, you know when you go to an amusement park and it has that Gravitron thing? Yeah. So she is fighting with a young version of her mom, the killer, uh, in the Gravitron. The killer has is an older version. They've come from the future in the old time machine back to the past to try and kill the girl. 
It's confusing, but that's what she's doing. And or they are doing. It wasn't uh, a she. The murderer. The murderer. The murderer also had a time machine. No, the murderer just used the time machine from the future to go back in time, and to kill the same person. To kill I the same person because they right okay to spoil <laughs> awesome. to spoil the movie. The killer has benefited from the history of oh, all okay. of this. Okay. So if there's more killings, they need to. They have. They they things go better for them. If things change in the past, things work better for them in the future. Um, so. The killer is on the machine with the daughter from the future and the mom from the past. Mm-hmm. In the middle of that, the mom from the past gets stabbed at one point and then flies out of the machine Whoa. and is in the past. So we have no idea what's happened to her. We have no idea how she survived that. We only know she's stuck in the past. Girl from the future saves the day, goes to the future, things have changed back to the future style. And the mom's like, oh yeah, every Halloween, me and, uh, me and the girls all get together and we, or, and we celebrate on Halloween the fact that we live. No mention, no description about how she survived. No nothing. And there's like that, that's the one element that I had a big issue with. There's a couple other small things, but that's the one thing that I was like, you need to solve what happened between the mom and the daughter. Like, they come, she goes back in time, and it's just, like, she has a connection with a different person. And it's, like, her best friend in the in the future makes the time machine. So she goes back uh, in time to meet that best friend's mom, who started the time machine's original designs. So when she goes to the future, the mom is like, we're best friends. I'm going to tell you everything. I waited for you to come back. And the mom has doesn't care about any of this. She's like, ooh, it's Halloween anniversary. Woo. And it's like, no. No. Like some, I wanted so. She badly, doesn't even recognize her daughter. I wanted so badly for her to recognize her daughter, the and person that helped save. Her I wanted life. so badly for her to be like, "What happened to the girl that was in the gravitron machine?" And then started to raise her and was yeah. like, "Oh fuck!" Like, how do you not well, recognize? One that funny, face? one funny thing about it is because she saves her parents, and they she actually tells her early. She's like, "You need to marry this guy early." And she does it by accident. So the whole movie, her mom's like, "I'm gonna fuck that guy." Because I'm going to end up with him anyway. So when she goes to the future, she actually... They got together early, so she has a brother that she never existed. And, like, oh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. But it's the same nut. So she's the same nut. It's not she, like... She, about time rules worked for her. Okay. But she did. She does have an older brother because they had sex earlier and married earlier. Which I do... Fun, it is a fun movie. But there are things about it that I was like, ah, oh, that doesn't work. Um, but that's something new that I watched. Um, Interesting. That and I'll give. I watched um, Spielberg's Bridge of Spies for the first time. Hey, wait, have you have you either of you guys? Yeah, seen I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Nice. Really, really liked it. Mark, I think Mark Rylance won the Oscar. He did. I don't think he should have. Because it was it was him or Mark Ruffalo in Spotlight. I think there were other people that were up for that award yeah. around that time that I probably would have gotten. I think for. Stallone. Stallone, for Stallone Creed. should have won for Creed was the uh, resounding thing. And after watching Bridge of Spies now, Mark Rylance has done better things. Mm. I don't. I think that performance is really, really great. But at the time, it should have gone to Stallone. The problem is uh, people hate Stallone. That working with Stallone over the years has been a pain in the ass for a lot of people. When you go to oh. the Oscars, you are not... In every single other award show, you are nominated by your peers. But when you go to the Oscars... Everyone in the Academy votes, which means if you pissed off a light grid guy, he's not going to vote for your ass. So there's a lot of tech people in the Oscars who don't vote in the acting category for people that have treated them like shit on set. It's probably why Peter O'Toole has probably never won an Oscar. A lot of people probably won it just because of how they fucking treated people. 
So that that was. I, what does Stallone do? What the fuck? Dude, read into Stallone. They actually put a new uh, uh, documentary about Stallone on Netflix called Sly. Um, but I would say, okay, so I, I've stumbled upon a new, com- not a new comedian, but a comedian that is new to me called Joe Para and his TV show. Don't put it up yet. I, okay. I'm going to talk about that show next week when I finish it. it it's one you of got my, into Joe Para? It's one of my favorite things. Joe nice. Para Talks to You is one of my favorite shows. Like... I'm halfway And this is it. the first time you've seen it? Well, I saw the... Yes, I saw the, his special. He just wow. put out a new special in, Octo- in October, and I loved it. And I'd seen bits and pieces. Like, I saw the Bob O'Reilly episode, and I've seen... I've known about him forever. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to get into him seen, one day. Have you seen um, Talks to Trees? Yeah. Okay. I've seen all the small things that he did, and I saw, like, his, and his writing partner. I'm all into it now. But the show itself, Joe Parra Talks to You, is not just him picking a thing and talking about it. It has an overarching narrative. In fact, most of it is a romance. And I'm fucking loving it for that reason. Like, she's great, but then eventually she's like, you don't take things seriously. He's like, what? And it turns out she's like, she's like a doom person. Like, she has a basement. She has cans everywhere. She thought that he was too. And it's like, they have to get past that. And it's a sweet show. So they do eventually. It's great. I love any show that says... We're going to have a will they, won't they? And then they do. And then the like predominant nature of the show is them being a couple. Like, talking about friends, I loved Ross. I loved uh, Monica and Chandler because unlike Ross and Rachel, they're like, we're a thing. We're a thing now. And, like, let's just write it like that they're a couple. Like, they don't – I don't like Jim and Pam. And people are like, the they, they get worse when they're together. I'm like, no, I like that they're together, but Jim's an asshole. Yeah, he's – He's a massive asshole. He's a bully. He's not nice. So, um, I will talk about instead Tenebra and Inferno by Argento. Um, you can put on Inferno first. So I watched Suspiria a little bit ago, um, as I was building the Halloween. This was my Halloween thing that I was going to watch. He, there's a guy from Italy who made horror films in the seventies and his name was Dario Argento. And he is the, probably the most. He popularized the the genre of this French one? Gallo. No. no, this is a this is Ben Foster's. What's the date? Seventy something. So you could probably write nineteen seventy something. You get to it. Um, I was like, this is not so. Like this is nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so he, I watched Suspiria with uh, Cecily. And that's the one we were talking about where he just uses color in such imaginative, amazing... You're basically watching live cartoons. It's so beautiful. So gorgeous. Like his, Oh, this. His movies are gorgeous, Chris. Yes, they involve beautiful women getting murdered in horrific ways, but at the same time, it's so beautiful. Um, and I watched uh, Inferno next. And it is actually considered his weakest one, but also probably his most beautiful and it's because he was dealing with, I, th- I think he had syphilis during the making of it. So they, he got help from probably the, the guy who created this genre, a director named Mario Bava. And so basically, Damn. it works like a sequel Ugh. to Suspiria. Suspiria says that there are three witches in the world, and that dance school in that movie was run by one witch, and it gets murdered. This movie states that the two other witches are still out there, and this is just a series Whoa. of people who keep finding out about who they are, and then getting murdered for it. 
But instead of having a lead woman, it's one guy. And it sucks because, the oh my God, the women are so beautiful and so captivating and they just keep dying. And this dumbass keeps living. Oh God, I hated it. It <laughs> is, it's the most convoluted, non-narratively structured film out of all of them. But like, you could put this on mute on Halloween and it's the, during a party, it's the greatest thing ever. I could not stop looking at it. It's so fucking beautiful. Like, wow. it's just striking this movie the kills how the kills are executed are so well done whoa oh shit it's the blood is so bright the use of like stark red and stark blue just lighting is so cool oh I, it, no. it's great i loved it like it's so good um and then God, just look at that shit so beautiful wow. um it, it's one of the most gorgeous horror movies i've ever seen in my life um but it is not yeah, I kept thinking the whole time, I'm like, I kind of wish something new would happen, something would push the narrative, and it just doesn't. But the murders are so pretty. It's so cool. Um, so then I went I went on to Tenebrae, um, which I think is like 1982 or something like that. He made that later, and it's way more his control. Suspiria was helped by being written by a woman. The woman he was dating at the time, she would be in a lot of his movies, including Tenebrae. But... Um, how do you spell that? T E N E B R A E A E. Because um, it's Italian. There we go. Um, so this is a serial killer movie. This is about a guy who has been writing books about killers, and he writes a new one about a guy who's murdering people, murdering women with a razor blade. And then the book comes out, and then in Paris, as he's there, someone starts committing those murders as as that are in the book they start stuffing pages of the book in the women's like mouths and stuff uh, the difference between this movie and the other ones is that it does it is not brightly colored like mm-hmm. the other ones it actually has a stark clearness to it a reality to it but the murders are so fucking cool the way the camera moves the way this is edited like this is so much much this is so much more mature of a movie in terms of the language of cinema it's so there's a the 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 picture that keeps coming up when you look at this movie is a woman looking through a hole of fabric. So when that murder happens, so if they're a glory hole, there is no, it's her shirt. So different she, movie. There are two. There's a woman who's a reporter who doesn't like how the book is being written. So she goes home to find that her lesbian lover is actually messing with her and having sex with another man. So they fight with each other. And the lesbian is up, her girlfriend is upstairs, like in a towel, naked, like flaunting the fact that she did this. And the reporter's downstairs, like, ah, oh, this sucks. And then as this happens, the camera outside scales the entire architecture of the building in one shot from the outside to go up to the window of the next girl. One of the coolest things I've ever seen. And then he goes down, and when he kills the girl, She's taking off her shirt, and he stops her, and then slices her throat. That's why you see the hole. So when the hole opens up, she's already dead. She just doesn't realize it yet. And then the blood comes out, and her hand smacks against the window. The editing is so cool. Then later, when the another uh, the murders are so good. What's really interesting about this movie, because like I don't, I don't know if you got. I think Peter should watch this for sure. But I don't think Chris is ever gonna watch this. So I'm gonna spoil this because I think this is really interesting. Okay. So. Throughout the movie, there's a killer, and you, the lead you think of the movie is the author. He keeps trying to figure out what's going on. He gets like a Scooby-Doo gang going, and he's got a girlfriend and everything. Throughout the movie, there are flashbacks 
to something happening to the killer. You know it's happened to the killer because it's first perspective and it's awful. Something awful happened to him by a woman and he eventually murders that woman through revenge. You know it because it's all first person. That This is happening throughout the movie. Then, halfway through the movie, they get to a house and they find a gay guy. And they get, it turns out that this is part of the book, it's all part of the language and everything. And this guy is in the house of the murderer. You know it's the house because you've been to the house and seen somebody murdered there before. Then that guy is talking to somebody off screen and then he gets an axe to the face. Oh shit. And he's like, oh shit, this guy's dead. And they find out that guy was the killer. He even says it. I killed those people in that moment when they go back. And they're like, okay, but there's still murderers going on after uh. that. And then his ex starts to come into the picture. And you think it's this crazy, spooky, uh, black-haired ex. And it all culminates to this apartment. People are dying left and right. All these red herrings are going. And then it's his ex in an apartment waiting for his girlfriend to show up and she has a gun. And then all of a sudden, through the window, an axe comes out and it chops off the hand of his ex. The gun is on the ground and her whole apartment, white, her dress white, covered in blood. Spewed blood. It's Tarantino's favorite murder in a movie ever. And she's just spewing blood. Oh my God. The murderer comes in, hacks her to death. It's the author. The author has now killed someone thinking that it was his girlfriend and it wasn't. So the cop who's been chasing it the entire time comes in and he's like, you're the murderer and his girlfriend, and the, uh, he's like, you just killed my partner thinking it was your girlfriend. And um, his girlfriend, his actual girlfriend comes in and she's like, oh my God, you're the killer. So he takes a razor blade and he slits his own throat. And the cop's like, this is awful. I'm gonna take you to the car. Oh my God, I forgot something real quick. I'm gonna go back. Turns out the author faked it with a fake knife. Murders the cop immediately in a great jump. Jesus scare. Christ! And Menace. The ex, the ex comes Menace. in. And she's just like, oh my God, what's going on? And then he tries, because of what he did to the cop, a statue with like sharp metal objects has fallen next to the door. She tries to go through the door to open it up to see what's going on. And he's like, ah, he's going to kill her. And then she breaks open the door and it spears him immediately. And he just starts spewing blood as he tries to get this thing off him, but he can't of the way. And she's just like, ah. This movie that starts really like stark and simple and clear just ends in the last 30 minutes with just horror and bloodbath. It's, it is a masterpiece. It's a fucking masterpiece. Like I don't, I don't care if the story doesn't necessarily make sense in a lot of ways. It doesn't need to. Its execution is beautiful. Like the, the last movie looked great, but this movie is just so well done. The editing, the cinematography, it just understands its visuals and how to use mm. them so much more appropriately. Like if I, if someone were to be like, what is Jalo? It, this is probably the best that it's ever going to get. But, like, most people... The most popular one is Suspiria. It's, like, spooky. I, I, like, this... This I was way more intellectually impressed by. Whereas Suspiria, Suspiria I'm more scared by. And in Inferno, I'm like, this just looks great. So that they all offer different things. But, like, Tenebra is, like, a genuinely great movie. It's, like, a I really like the lens genre. that they're using on this. Dude. I loved it. Loved it. His work cool. is amazing. There's still more I have to see, but, like... I really loved Tenebra. I think it, I thought it was fucking great. Tenebra. So, yeah. uh, those are my movies. We can take a break and get to get to the movie we're going to talk about. Tonight. Okay, so. Nine. 
We here are going to take a break, but this is the end of this episode. Oh, that's episode. right. We're taking a break. This is the end of the episode, guys. Thank you yeah. for listening. All right, bye. <laughs> I have to reopen the damn oh, shit. phone. Shit, he's going to say no.